misses. Yes. Spear. Oh, by Batista. A spear by Batista. Orton took his eye off his opponent. And now Batista. And now Daniel oh. Bryan kicked him the side of the head. Daniel Bryan. The knee. He hit him with the knee. To WrestleRant Radio, the final pit stop before WrestleMania 30 this upcoming Sunday, April 6th, live from New Orleans in the studio right now with RJ and Jeff. How's it going tonight, guys? I'm doing good tonight, Greg. How are you doing? It's good. Great Raw last night. And our own RJ will be in town for WrestleMania this Sunday. Are you pumped or what? I am excited. I can't wait. And it was only a mere 24 hours ago that Daniel Bryan was leading the entire audience to a massive yes chant last night on Monday Night Raw in Washington, D.C. A great show, in my opinion. We'll be talking briefly about that. Of course, we got a two-hour show for you live tonight. Here on WrestleRant Radio, we're going to be going down Mania Predictions, an all-new segment entitled Match of the Week with our favorite WrestleMania matches and more, um, as well as some news items thrown in here and there. And also, we have have a special guest on the line here tonight, Endicott alumni, Mike. How's it going tonight, Mike? How you doing, guys? Doing awesome, doing awesome. And of course, we got the, uh, the, the four wrestling insiders here today to talk about WrestleMania 30 this upcoming Sunday to do pr- predictions, preview, picks, and much more. Um, but before we even go into any of that, I just want to ask you guys one question, or I, I just want to ask you if you guys know about this at all. I just want to get into these uh, brief news items real quick. Did you at all hear about the uh, the, the CM Punk, uh, the marriage proposal with AJ Lee? Did you hear about that at all? I saw that uh, today on Bleacher Report. I didn't really hear about the proposal, but they showed like a picture of how like it obviously it looks like she has a wedding ring yep. or a engagement ring on her finger, but besides that, I haven't really heard anything. Yeah, she wasn't really hiding it at all. I mean, I, I saw pictures of her uh, wearing the ring from last night's episode of Monday Night Raw and her match against, I think, Naomi or whatever it was. 
Um, but I, I, that surprised me. If it is a proposal or if it is a wedding ring, if only because CM Punk has been known to be a player over the last number of years with guys – or not guys, with uh, with people like Lita, with, with Maria. Um, who else? AJ. AJ, Beth Phoenix. Um, the list goes on and on and on. So I thought that was surprising. Lita. What was that? Lita, Beth Phoenix, all of them. All of every the entire Divas locker room, pretty much, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, you were you were texting me about this today as well. What are your thoughts on the situation? Um, yeah, I saw on I forget which website, but it said earlier this morning, like you know, the rumors about the ring and everything last night, and then a little later on, around noon, um, I saw something that you know confirmed it. So I'm I'm shocked, and uh, like you said, he has this reputation of you know going around the locker room stuff, but. You know, maybe he's out of wrestling for good, and you know he wants to settle down. Um, you know, good for him. AJ's hot, and uh, <laughs> he's a smart good, guy. good for him. So, exactly, exactly. Um, I think this pretty much all but confirms that CM Punk is not coming back on Sunday. A lot of people have been asking me, "Do you expect CM Punk to return at WrestleMania, and if so, in what role?" As awesome as that would be, I'm sitting here. RJ can vouch for me right now. I'm sitting here wearing my CM Punk Best in the World T-shirt. As much as I would love to see him back in the WWE, I don't think it happens this Sunday, not even at Payback in June in his hometown of Chicago. I don't think he's going to be back at all within the next few months. But regardless, though, um, I very much look forward to WrestleMania and AJ's involvement at the event, and CM Punk will probably not be there, but congratulations to them nonetheless. Um, Just one other quick news item that I wanted to talk about real quick had to do with Macho Man Randy Savage being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Not this year, but um, Lanny Poffo, his brother, was talking about this, was doing an interview, and basically said in in just a number of words that Macho Man would be able to go into the WWE, even though it's against his family's wishes, because apparently Macho Man, before he died, um, requested that the entire family go in at once. And apparently there were a number of variables behind this. Um, A lot of people were pretty much trashing Lanny Poffo for a number of years um, after Macho Man's death because he requested that the family go in. A lot of people thought it was just, you know, for his own benefit so he can go into the WWE Hall of Fame. But um, in this full post that I'm looking at right now, it really says in just a matter of words um, that it seems like he's telling the truth. I mean, no one can really know for sure. But um, I just want to read this. Uh, just a passage from this uh, from this post that I found on LordsOfPain.net in regards to this news item. It goes on to say, shortly after WWE declined to induct the family, Savage's family or Savage's father passed away. Papo said WWE never called to offer condolences. It was about respect to our family. Randy was furious, said, said Papo. He told me if anything ever happened to him, he should not be put into the Hall of Fame unless it was as the Papo family. Um, it also goes on to say Savage died unexpectedly one year later. Poffo says WWE never offered any personal personal condolences to his family. In 2012, WWE called Poffo to ask about uh, posthumously inducting Savage into their WWE Hall of Fame. They again did not say that they were sorry for my father or brother's passing, even though they had the chance, he said. I told them that I would honor my brother's wishes and only say yes if the entire Poffo family was inducted. Um, Poffo says he has now softened his stance on the induction and is offering an olive branch. And I quote, this is for the fans. Poffo said they want to honor Randy and see him get his respect. So if the WWE wants Randy in the Hall of Fame but not my father or me, they should do it. Unless I call my number and offer their condolences, I will not be there. So, RJ, I just want to get your thoughts real quick on this. Macho Man possibly being inducted to the Hall of Fame and all the controversy surrounding this. 
Macho Man is, of course, the biggest name to not be inducted in the Hall of Fame. We had Bruno San Martino last year, Ultimate Warrior this year. Will it be next year, regardless of whether it's against Lanny Poffos and the entire family's wishes or not? Could we see Macho Man be going into the WWE Hall of Fame next year? I have a question. Um, is the, is, did the rest of his family wrestle or no? I don't think so. I mean, of course the mother did, Wait, but I, know the, I think the father did, definitely. But why would they induct the whole family if they didn't wrestle they, with the company? That's what the whole family, they just mean like the guys who wrestled. I believe yeah, so. But I feel like if they're going to honor anyone, it should be Randy, actually just Macho Man, because he's the one that's like got the mainstream name and that actually people actually really, really remember. Exactly. Well, I induct other people that people really don't know and maybe don't really deserve to be in the yeah. Hall of Fame, which has recently inducted people that could say that they do or do not. Do, go, go beware for Yeah, them. belong in the Hall of Fame because their accolades aren't that good and it could kind of tarnish <laughs> who gets in and who gets out, like the reputation of how. The, like the standard of getting to the Hall of Fame, pretty much. Exactly. I don't blame WWE for saying no when he was asked to put in the entire family, when they were asked to put in the entire family, so I don't blame them for doing that, because obviously just putting in Macho Man as himself, or by himself, is much more marketable, too, and it makes more sense. But I can see why Macho Man would want the family in there, because they didn't offer any condolences whatsoever for the passing of his father, and then later him, of course, Macho Man didn't say that himself because he died and whatever. But you know what I mean. Um, but uh, anyway, Mike, do you have any thoughts on Macho Man possibly being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame next year? Um, it's actually funny that you mentioned this whole thing because I actually read the same exact uh, thing this morning. And, you know, I did a little research. I never really knew that the, there's such bad blood between, you know, Vince McMahon, the WWE, and Macho Man. And, you know, the more and more I looked into it and stuff, I didn't realize, like, these, like, Mr. McMahon and Macho Man, like, did not like each other. And uh, I just found it really interesting. But, you know, back to your post, I think um, his brother said, you know, if the WWE reached out that he would, you know, induct the Macho Man. Um, and I don't know if the WWE, you know, from what it seems like, you know, there's rumors and stuff like that, but it seems like Vince, like, for whatever reason, whatever, you know, rumors are true or not, you know, he apparently just does, like, hates you know, Randy Savage. So I'm interested to see what happens. You know, I think he should be in. You know, you have, like you said, Coco Beware in, and the Macho Man has to be in um, at some point if you want the Hall of Fame to be credible. So um interested to see what happens. Hopefully he's in, you know, within the next few years, and, uh, you know, let's see what happens. Absolutely. And with Macho Man possibly going in next year as well, um, we could also have the induction of Owen Hart, because this also happened around the same time. Just recently, a news post was uh, it was reported that Bret Hart at a recent Q&A session recently said that Owen Hart is expected to be inducted next year. I know there's a huge lawsuit between Martha Hart, the, the wife of Owen Hart, and the WWE. And like I was going to say on the Macho Man thing, time heals all wounds. I mean, we've had a lot of bad blood between WWE and Bruno San Martino in the past, Ultimate Warrior. Um, I don't know about Bob Backlund. I don't know why it took him so long to get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame last year. But anyway, it doesn't really apply the same thing for Macho Man because, of course, he passed away, so they can't really make amends at this point. But he can make amends with the family, Vince McMahon, that is. Um, so hopefully we see them both inducted next year into the WWE Hall of Fame. So with all that being said, we'll move on from that into WrestleMania talk and going 
into Monday Night Raw just a little bit. We won't review the entire show. Before we get to our WrestleMania predictions, um, we'll go to the Raw review, then the match of the week, then some WrestleMania predictions for this upcoming Sunday. So going through the major points of last night's show, kicking off the show, we had The Undertaker coming out, just cutting a promo on the street to kick off the show, just talking about his match with Brock Lesnar. Nothing we really haven't heard before, just him mentioning swimming for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why. Um, Paul Heyman comes out, talks some smack for a little bit. Brock Lesnar goes down. Circles the ring for what feels like about an hour or so. Finally goes in there after Paul Heyman distracts The Undertaker. Brock Lesnar enters the ring, hits the F5 on the Phenom himself, and ends the, uh, ends the segment with, with his hand held high, the last man standing. So, RJ, your thoughts on the segment, and is it possibly too late to put heat on Brock Lesnar after weeks of being dominated by The Undertaker? I feel like the segment basically was just to get some heat on Lesnar and give him like the credibility that he could, also, could beat the streak. But I feel like they kind of went too late on pushing him actually beating the streak, and I feel like they've had him getting dominated more when you usually see a guy dominate the Undertaker all the way up to the show before WrestleMania. Exactly. But I feel like they really didn't really – they kind of try to throw more advertising on this match since they didn't do as well as they did with the other matches. Yep. So I feel like they kind of like try to put Lesnar on top now because it's like it's inevitable he's going to lose. Exactly. Exactly. I think they should have done an injury angle of some sort last night to make it kind of seem that Undertaker is the underdog going into this matchup, or at least have the at least have Brock Lesnar dominate the Undertaker going into this matchup because the booking of this feud has been so odd up to this point in having the Undertaker look dominant over Brock Lesnar when it really should be the other way around. And it's led to a lot of people to believe that Brock Lesnar, because of this booking 101, says that Brock Lesnar goes over on Sunday. And he I don't could. Think he very well could, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But <laughs> maybe that's what they're trying to go for. I'm not exactly sure. But I think it was too little too late for Brock Lesnar to put heat on Brock Lesnar after weeks of being looking inferior to The Undertaker. I just don't understand the... Uh, uh, the logic behind this and I've only been a fan since 2008 but every feud since then in the last five six years including the Undertaker going into Wrestlemania has been good to great to amazing so RJ I'll ask you when was the last time that we had a build to an Undertaker match at Wrestlemania that it was disappointing like this him versus Henry maybe Batista I'm not really not even not Batista I think that was a good feud but what about Mark Henry from 22 maybe that one I'd probably say Henry from 22 because then he fought Batista at 23, right? Yep. Edge at 24, then Shawn Michaels twice, Triple yep. H, and Punk. Yep. I'd probably say Henry, but it's pretty bad. Like, most of his storylines actually, like, most of the time they build his match. It's like the most advertised match. Exactly. It's the one that you want to watch the most. And I feel like this year it's like the one that, out of all four of the main card matches, like, that's the one that we really could care less about pretty exactly. much. Exactly. Yeah, I was I was thinking about this the other day in that in the sense that the Undertaker has stolen the show at WrestleMania every single year since I think WrestleMania 22. Um, someone pointed out I think WrestleMania 24 actually because at that show we had the match between Shawn Michaels, Michaels and Ric Flair. Flair. So that kind of stole the show. Uh, even though Undertaker versus Edge was awesome that year, but um, even still he's had a five star match. Not maybe not five star, but you know what I mean. Pretty close to it. Every single year for him be the last like. Six, Even last year against Punk, he had a great match. Yeah, absolutely. Old age, it still, still had a good match at WrestleMania. So. Yeah, and I didn't even love the build to that matchup. I think the build, like I said last week, the, the build to that matchup was gold compared to what we're getting right now with Brock Lesnar and The, the Undertaker. It was gold because it capitalized on the, that yeah. how Paul Bear died so exactly. recently before WrestleMania. So like they kind of used CM Punk's villain persona and kind of like made him look really, really bad. And then yep. Undertaker eventually trumped him. 
So maybe that's what we were. We would have gotten. This is maybe what we would have gotten last year had Paul Bear not died. And, you know, yeah, we'll never know. But uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on the segment involving the Undertaker and Brock Lesnar from last night at the start of Monday Night Raw? Uh, in one word, confusing. Um, I think uh, one of your fellow writers on Bleacher Report uh, wrote an article today about how WWE's kind of screwed up the uh, you know Brock Lesnar character since he's been back, and I kind of agree with it. You know. At first, he loses to John Cena, which made no sense. Then he had this long feud with Triple H, which was all right. And then, you know, now this booking with The Undertaker, it's like, it's just really confusing. It's like the past four weeks, they just kind of put it on the back burner. And now, last night, they're like, oh, shoot, Brock looks really weak. Let's make him look strong. And I think it's just too little too late. Um, and, you know, I just don't, I, I, like you guys said, I, out of the, all the big matches, I don't, this is the one I could really care less about, and it's a shame because it's an Undertaker match, you know? Absolutely. Um, I definitely agree in the sense that I think the booking of this feud has been very confusing. I wouldn't say that the start of his run in WWE, which was actually two years ago tomorrow, um, the night after WrestleMania 28, when Brock Lesnar came back to the WWE. So in the last two years, I would agree that the match against Brock Lesnar was a bit odd. I mean, the match was amazing, but the fact that John Cena won the match was a yeah. bit strange. I, yeah. I was, was going to touch on that. I feel like... That was one another Cena match. He pretty much got killed the entire match in yeah. the last second, kind of won. Yeah. But I feel like it kind of yeah, killed, killed Lesnar because like losing Triple H at WrestleMania was ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah. very much agreed. The Punk match was great. You know, yeah, yeah the Cage match at Extreme Rules with Triple H was also pretty good. But I, this, like the past four weeks, it's just been really, like I said, confusing, baffling looking. It's uh, it's yeah. really. It also doesn't help that they're not there every week either. Exactly. I think it's, I don't know, I think they're just not using Brock Lesnar correctly. I think maybe a Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker match three years ago at WrestleMania 27, immediately off the heels of their confrontation at that UFC event, would have been great. It would have been better, too, because Undertaker would have been in better shape. Exactly. And exactly, and it would have exactly. been more marketable, kind of, because Lesnar wasn't in this whole two-year feud when he wrestles once every three or four months, yeah. so it's not like people are kind of like, oh, he's gone, he'll come back eventually. Yeah, but I, feel like, more money I feel like this also kind of hurts, because I feel like maybe they weren't really looking to put Lesnar with Undertaker WrestleMania, because yeah. they still had the option that Rock was supposed to wrestle this year. Yep. Last minute, left out because of the movie situation, they could have had Brock versus Rock, yep. maybe Taker fight someone else, and I feel like they kind of had to throw Undertaker in with, with Brock Lesnar, because then they didn't have Punk or anyone, so they kind of just like... Screw it, we'll put Lesnar in there, big name, he'll get the money that we need, and that's pretty much it. And then kind of the last couple of weeks, they kind of screwed the pooch yep. with the build-up of this match. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, I don't know, I have a theory that the Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar match wasn't always planned for WrestleMania 30, but I always think it's been on the back burner, because yeah. at one point I thought we would have gotten it last year, WrestleMania 29. But I don't know, I think it's just too little too late. I think it would have been would have had much more money value behind it three years ago, and I know it wasn't possible because Brock Lesnar was still in the WWE. I'm sorry, still in the UFC, so it wasn't possible at the time. But I don't know. I think at this point with Brock Lesnar, just the feud with Punk, like you just said, Mike, I think was amazing. The match itself was fantastic. The feud itself, I thought, was the best feud of 2013, the whole Punk Heyman thing before it died a death of the I final. Agree. I agree. The, yeah, before the final few months of uh, 2013. But uh, just the whole thing with the Big Show was stupid and The Undertaker. Yeah. I mean, this isn't 2003. This is 2014. You exactly. know what I mean? But Who that's why I don't get you. You spend you spend two months or a month or whatever, all, in, all of January, making Brock Lesnar look like this beast against Big Show. Yep. And then 
the first time they have an encounter with the Undertaker, the Undertaker stabs him with a pen and choke slams him and makes him look weak. I mean, I just—it's like he just threw away a whole month of making him look like this monster, yeah. you know? I yeah, agree exactly. with that. I yeah. agree with that too. Because then I think it was two weeks ago when it was a lot. Yeah, two weeks ago when they had the cast come out, Lesnar was like scared of them yeah, and like. Week, yeah. I feel like, and then he got he got beat up, got thrown yep. out of the ring. I feel like they. They they keep like they keep saying on the pre show oh, the beast the beast the beast yeah. but they've been he's been shown as not he's not they, yeah beating I, Mark Henry up three times doesn't count exactly <laughs> a guy that should have hanged up his boots a couple years ago but that's another story but I feel like the match will be good at WrestleMania but I just feel like the build will just like not get the the crowd won't be really into the match unless like they have some good spots which it's going to be hard to do because Undertaker's like brittle. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that in a little bit yeah. when we talk about predictions and the match <laughs> yeah. quality and the potential of each matchup and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I think it just would have been better if they did either this match or put him either against Taker or Lesnar and not have Lesnar versus Taker. And I know this is rumored at one point, but you easily could have done Sheamus versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania, which is fresh. Sheamus is a newer guy. They've never worked together before. They've never even touched one another on TV before. So that would have been a fresh matchup. Sheamus would have given him, given him much, something much more meaningful to do at WrestleMania than this stupid battle royal. And um, Or you could have even done Brock Lesnar versus Sheamus. And I know uh, that... You're not a fan of that matchup? No. You're not a fan of that matchup? I'd, 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 I'd agree with the Undertaker and Sheamus match if The Rock was wrestling against Brock Lesnar. Okay. But th- just think of that, though. Think if Brock versus Rock this year. Think of the card. If they had him versus Brock, mm-hmm. Triple H versus... Like, think of the, yeah. how good the card would really been if The Rock didn't back out last minute. Well, even so, though, because we've been mentioning when we've been talking about this and how The Undertaker hasn't... They haven't been on Raw together in the last... You know, in the last yeah. few months, in the last month or so, during the build of this feud, but on that same token, don't you think The Rock wouldn't have been on Raw all that much either? You know what I mean? The feud probably would have been better because it wouldn't have this gimmick stuff behind it, and Rock can take a bump without breaking his freaking hip. <laughs> but but um, I, I don't think The Rock would have been on Raw either. He was on Raw maybe like two, two or three times while the WWE champion last year, and this isn't a main event matchup. That was the main event match against John Cena. Yeah, but I feel like it, it just would have worked out. I feel like. The build, just because The Rock has, like, like exactly, the gimmick thing kind of hurts it a lot, because, like, you can only do certain spots with Undertaker, yeah. but I feel like The Rock and Brock could be, like, you could do, like, kind of, like, the same thing they did in 2002 when they did, like, the training montage again. Yeah, exactly. An old, old promo. Yep. Re- uh, revitalize another 12 years later. Do it again, yep. but these guys are older, but they're still great shape. Yep. And then just come back and just... Have a good, I think they would have a great match, but... Exactly. The Undertaker has never defeated Brock Lesnar on pay-per-view, which is something, because like you just said, they had a series of feuds, they had a series of matches on pay-per-view back in 2002-2003. And Undertaker and, got killed by Lesnar. Indeed, and they have yet to mention that, and this goes back to um, Triple H versus The Undertaker from WrestleMania 17, and they didn't acknowledge that match once building into the WrestleMania 27 match 10 years later or the WrestleMania 28 match. So basically, they completely disregard The Undertaker, the, the American the, badass yeah. gimmick at all. It's like it didn't even exist. You know what I it's mean? Cause the camera, like, it's because the camera, it's because it's two different, it's the same character with two different two yeah. different gimmicks, kind of. Exactly. So they only reference, I mean, they show footage from his early days, but everything he did from, when did the American badass start? 2000, I think? 1999? Around there. I, 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 I think he only wrestled at 17, 17 and 8. He was 17, 18, and 19 as the American Badass. So it's three years. So that'd be 2001-ish around there. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'm thinking... 
Yeah, because he came back in 2000. Because he missed WrestleMania yeah. 16, 2000, whatever. And then came back uh, came back a little bit after that as... The American, the American Badass, Badass. Fought Triple H. Yep. Fought Ric Flair at 18. Fought... Uh, he trained he a trained big show. He trained a big show at 19. Yeah, and then he had that match against, like... Uh, uh, Big Show in Albert or whatever. Yeah, A-Train. Yeah. supposed to be with Nathan Jones, but he got beat up in the showers at Safeco Field. <laughs> <laughs> On Sunday night, he, I was watching yeah. that match. I was watching that WrestleMania a couple weeks ago. That was so terrible. I never thought I'd say that, but the Undertaker matchup on that show was the single worst thing That was probably one of his worst <laughs> matches at WrestleMania. If not the worst, worst. match, I think, yeah. But, um, I don't know. Giant, Giant Gonzalez is pretty bad. Yeah, okay, never mind. I take it back. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that word. back, too. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like... <laughs> chloroform. Yep. Chloroform. Yeah. But um, even so, though, yeah, we'll, we'll, I think we can all agree here that the Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar feud has not been the best-built feud going into WrestleMania. The match will still be good, but we will get into that in a little bit when we go into our WrestleMania predictions. Um, but up next, so like I said, we won't go into every match in segment from Monday Night Raw. But um, we had another very good segment on this show, which I thought was, aside from the ending segment, which I thought was the highlight of the night, we had the authority come out, and Triple H and Stephanie basically talking about Daniel Bryan not being in the building and just talking about all that stuff, and Triple H saying that he will end the Yes Movement at WrestleMania. They they picked out Fondango as a guy that the fans, and this they made a very good point. The fans just like to be involved and they don't have to make any effort, so that we just cheer. That's a very good point. I think they make a very valid point there. They do. And this entire segment was completely directed at the IWC, and I thought it was brilliantly executed. I thought it was just brilliant. Um, they had this video package air, which I, th- <laughs> I thought it was golden. I would it air was it. good. I would air it here on the show, but you can't see the people that are featured in the video, so it's not the same. But you have Stephanie McMahon narrating over it, and Triple H saying that he... All these people that were popular for poses, for dancing, for catchphrases, for being extreme. And these people that they showed in the video package were Booker T, Goldberg, Jeff Hardy, Chris Jericho, Scott Steiner, Rob Van Dam. And I think that was it. Maybe there's one or two other people I I failed to mention. But they showed these people getting insanely over, and then they showed Triple H. Which beating them down. (laughs) Beating every single one of them. I thought it was great. And um, he's like, we, I set up all your heroes, and I beat every single one yep. of them. I bury them to the ground. The, he, he just Kurt Angle's in it, too. Kurt Angle, too. And I made the note on Twitter that all of those guys – Mick Foley, too. Mick Foley, Mick Foley obviously. Mick Foley. Yeah. So all these guys either used to be or are currently in TNA, which I thought was funny. I know that wasn't intentional, of course. I just thought it was hilarious. But um, even still, though, I thought this video package was just great, um, just fully playing up. And maybe the casual fans are like – what the hell is this? Like, I don't know, even know who Goldberg is, or I don't even know who Scott Steiner is. Yeah, exactly. But uh, even still, though, um, I thought it was great—a great segment, and it put great a, a great deal of heat on Triple H. So, RJ, what were your thoughts in this segment? I think the segment was good, and I feel like he's getting. I feel like Triple H, since I feel like it's not good because he's kind of like off-screen talent somewhat, but he's getting—he's like one, he's probably the best heel right now, and the he can get. In he yeah, exactly. Him and Stephanie get a lot of heat. Yep. But also in the segment, when it came out later, I like how when Batista and Randy Orton came out during that segment, Batista like, kind of like 
threw a jab at him like you've never beaten me before. Yeah, yeah. And Triple H kind of got a little pissed, and then Randy Orton came up to kiss Triple H's ass as he always does. <laughs> but it was like it was like he buried all these guys, and Batista kind of came out and was like, "Hey, you can't bury me because you never beat me before." Yeah. And it was I kind of like that kind of part yeah. of the segment, but the whole segment along was uh, pretty good. I love the fact that they mentioned that because usually they don't bring up yeah. things from six, seven years ago, and that was from two thousand and five that they feuded, and they never they've never mentioned that of course before. But so I thought that was awesome, and I and then it also made me a little afraid too that they're trying to build off of that so Triple H can beat Batista in the main event but we'll get we'll get into that in a little, in a little bit but um I, that was the, that was the purpose of the segment to make feel to to make the fans feel afraid that Triple H will in fact be inserted into the main event of WrestleMania and end the yes movement like he ended all these other popular reigns or you know so we say so we the IWC I mean but um Mike what were your thoughts on the segment in the in the video package involving uh Triple H uh, well, number one, your tweet about all those guys working for TNA at some point was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, and then also the segment itself, I drove me insane. I hated it. I got me so mad, and that's why it was genius. You know, you have this 26-year-old guy basically wanting to throw his phone or his TV, and, you know, that's the reaction they're going for. So, you know, it is it is great. It's a great segment. It's great to put heat on him um, going into WrestleMania, and I thought, you know, it was genius. Absolutely. Triple H, like RJ just said, is the single best heel, and the authority in, and the, the authority in general with Stephanie McMahon, I think are the single best heels in WWE in wrestling today. Bray Wyatt, it's up there, I mean, in, in terms of a great worker. And, I mean, Triple H isn't really an active wrestler, but, I mean, He's just the best heel figure, and Bray Wyatt just—he doesn't get great heat. You know what I mean? Not not to insult him, but he's just great all the way around. They're in two separate categories. I'll put it that way. But even still, though, just a just a great segment, great way to build into WrestleMania, and a great way to build to the return of Daniel Bryan later on in the show when Stephanie McMahon said that Daniel Bryan wouldn't be on the show. But um, even still, a great segment from those guys. Also on the show. We had a squash match between Bray Wyatt and R-Truth. It was over within a few minutes. Bray Wyatt went over, of course. So immediately following that match, the, Bray, uh, the, the Wyatt family was posing in the ring only for a masked man with a, with a sheep mask on and the, and the Bray a Wyatt... A shaved head. With a shaved head. And, um, and the Wyatt family get up the, the one suit, the one piece, whatever, um, just standing there in the ring. And I thought this was a little corny, the fact that they looked back and they didn't realize it was Cena. They were looking at him for like five minutes. Well, obviously I mean, was, yeah, but they're not going to like obviously attack and trying to get like Cena like... No, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to make the fans realize that it was John Cena, and I that looked a little goofy. But aside from that, though, I thought it was a great visual. I just thought it was hilarious, and it's something creative too. It's not like this is cliche wrestling booking one one. When you have him beat our truth, then after the match he beats up our truth. John Cena comes down, saves our truth, and that's it. You know that that's just booking one one. But they did something creative. They did something innovative here by having him attack, um, by having John Cena blend in with the Wyatt family, and then attacking Bray Wyatt. And um, basically just looking psychotic in this segment, um, just with that facial expression that he had when he took off the mask, I thought was great. And the promo that he cut a little later on in the show was also great. So it gives me some hope that Bray Wyatt might go over Sunday now that Johnson has gotten the upper hand. Like I said, we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, Michael, start with you real quick. What were your thoughts on this segment involving Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family and John Cena? Um. I am with you as where I you know I thought it was a good segment I thought it was a good spot um it was a little phony 
with the whole them, them looking at him for, you know, 10, 15 seconds. Like, who do you think that is? Like, who have you been feuding with for the past, <laughs> you know, two months? Exactly. You know, there's not, there's not cheap masked garbage men running around everywhere, you know? Like, um, so I thought that was a little phony. Um, but, you know, I, I totally agree with you. I think I might even texted you this, that... And for whatever reason, you know, the, with the dark light, with maybe like a spotlight on or whatever, when he took that mask off, he looked psychotic. Exactly. And it yep. was, you know, sadly, that's probably the closest thing to like a John Cena heel turn that we'll ever get. But uh, he looked like, you know, kind of like scary and psychotic. And, you know, um, I believe, like, I agree with you. I hope, you know, we'll get into the predictions later and whatnot. But um, I hope that this gives, you know, Bray Wyatt the upper hand for Sunday. Uh, you know, Cena looked strong last night, and we'll see what happens on Sunday. John Cena's been playing his role in this feud just immensely over the last number of weeks. John Cena, you know, known for burying the talent like Triple H, but I mean, he's really been putting Bray Wyatt and the entire Wyatt family over in a huge way over the last number of weeks. And this was another great performance by him on this show. So, uh, RJ, I want to get your thoughts on this on this segment as well. I thought the segment was very good. Obviously, we all knew it was John Cena. Yeah, kind of like, because once he started coming closer in, you could see that he had shaved shaved head. Yeah, like, who else yeah. is going to be? Obviously, it was John Cena. But I felt like it was good finally, like, get Cena over on Wyatt, like, beat up Rowan, beat up Harper, almost yeah. F-U'd uh, Bray Wyatt, but yeah. then he snuck out at the last second. But, like, and it kind of gives him, like, he's, like, not... Like, they've been kind of, like, make him kind of, like, afraid of Wyatt and, like, not sure what he's going to do. And they kind of, like, he came out, like, all intense, like, had, like, that psychotic look on his face. Like, he's, like, ready for Bray Wyatt and, like, yep. all the mind games that he has. Exactly. A great way, a great final sell for this matchup, which I think is the single biggest highlight of this WrestleMania show thus far, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. Do you have anything to add, Jeff, to this, uh, to this discussion? No, but I was thinking that, uh, I think John Cena's going to be over Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. John Cena? Yeah. Really? Yeah, okay. No, n- Bray- they, they, they made Bray Wyatt look... They, I've never seen Bray Wyatt look like that last night. <laughs> I, I won't ask you why. Yeah, exactly. reason we'll, get, wait, we, we'll wait hey, for the predictions. We'll wait for the predictions for first. Okay. Can't blow it over just yeah, so quickly. Right, okay, yeah, You've right. got to save it for later. But I, I, I respect your opinion, though. We'll get to that in a little bit, and we'll, we'll get the reasoning behind that. <laughs> we'll get your reasoning behind that in just a little bit. But um, another great segment here, and of course, the final segment on this show, we had Batista versus Randy Orton in a no-disqualification match in Batista's hometown. Uh, <laughs> probably the biggest pop that Batista will ever get, or has gotten since he came back, which isn't a surprise because this was his hometown after all. And it's just funny watching this match, I'm thinking, this would have been our WrestleMania main event. Hadn't, had plans not changed... This matchup would have been the main event of WrestleMania, which is pretty pathetic. But the match was—it wasn't even that bad, you know. It was an entertaining matchup. They floored. Yeah, I agree. I don't think the match would have been terrible. Mm -hmm. It's just not what the people would have wanted, and the crowd would just—you know—dominated the whole time. Yeah, exactly. I think the only way that it would have been different at WrestleMania is because one, this was Batista's hometown, so they weren't as harsh on him as they have been in other cities. In WrestleMania, they would have crapped all over him. And two, this match, unlike their Mania match originally, unless they added something later on, would have been um, standard. It wouldn't have been no disqualification, you know what I mean? So that's what made this match more entertaining. So the match itself was very good. The authority was good on commentary. And then out of nowhere, the crowd goes crazy. Um, We just get the shot of Randy Orton posing in the ring, but you hear the commentary get messed up a little bit. And they cut over to Daniel Bryan beating the living crap out of Triple H on commentary on the table. 
And then Randy Orton goes after him. He throws Daniel Bryan into the steel steps. Daniel Bryan retaliates, takes out Randy Orton after Batista spears Randy Orton. Um, Then Daniel Bryan takes out Batista. Then he takes out Triple H. Just all this great stuff closing out Raw. And then Raw ends with this massive yes chant from the entire audience from Washington, D.C. So just a great visual and a great final sell for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship matchup at WrestleMania 30, as well as the matchup between Daniel Bryan and Triple H. So, RJ, your thoughts on the final match and segment, basically, the final few happenings on the episode of Monday Night Raw from last night. I feel like the last one was very good, like how they had set up the match. If they had, like, the actual no disqualification match at WrestleMania, I feel like it would have been very good. I feel like in the last couple weeks, they kind of, like, even though Batista is a heel, he's, like, not kissing up to authority like Randy Orton is, so, like... He is a heel, but he's not, like, the kiss-ass like Randy Orton is. So I feel yeah. like eventually they're kind of like put it in the way that he's, like, against the authority, but he's just still a heel. Yep. So I feel like eventually he could get that face, like, more of a face or more crowd reaction, not as a bit big as a heel as he's been. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, obviously, Daniel Bryan being intimate, implementing the match as a face would help a lot. And I feel like him coming out, like, not supposed to be there and got his got kicked, got his ass kicked the last couple of weeks by Triple H and the yep. authority. Finally coming out, beating up and Triple H. Week, yeah. yeah, again, beating up Triple H, beating up Randy Orton, and, like, about to get Batista Bond, beats up Batista, and then ends the show with him on top. I feel like it's a great ending, great build for the WrestleMania matches. Absolutely, and he wasn't even there last week. And, Mike, you were there in attendance for Monday Night Raw last week, and I remember you texting me disappointed that he wasn't there at the show despite working the live events and whatnot and not appearing in front of the live crowd last week. So what were you feeling last week when Daniel Bryan didn't show up on Raw? And what were you feeling last night when he did make an appearance and end the show on a on a high note? Oh, man, I don't want to talk about last week. Um, <laughs> no, um, you know, that's because I was disappointed, but it was still a pretty solid show. Uh, and then last night, you know, we were, we were talking a little bit, and, you know, we were saying... You know, it's no disqualification match. You know, the authority's out on commentary. Like, if he doesn't come out, this is just flat out stupid. Yeah. And you know, I'm really, I'm glad that they, you know, he came out. And I'm, I'm glad, but cautiously optimistic that he got the upper hand on uh, Triple H because of the, you know, booking 101, where you know, if you get the upper hand on the Raw before the pay per view, you usually lose on the pay per view. But we will. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll see what happens. Hopefully it doesn't happen. Um, I thought it was a great segment, and I thought, you know, the whole, you know, uh, Verizon Center or whatever it is in D.C., um, chanting yes. You know, I, I read something today that was uh, interesting that, you know, in 2014, all of, like, the best raw, you know, visuals have involved Daniel Bryan. You have him, uh, you know, with the Occupy Raw movement thing. Yep. You know, that was cool. Him, uh, you know, uh, turning his back on the Wyatts on top of the cage with the yes thing. Uh, that was pretty cool. Last night was cool. So um, I just hope he can build off that and we'll see what happens on Sunday, you know? Yeah, most definitely. And also another segment, too. Um, what was that? That the uh, the show right after Money in the Bank last year in Brooklyn, the same show, the same place that you were at last week at the Barclays Center, um, the night when he became the number one contender to the WWE title. No, right, right, right. And all these months later, finally getting you know getting the same reaction and whatnot, and finally getting his due at the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. But um, RJ, you were mentioning before that with Batista showing signs of kind of a face turn a little bit, not <clears throat> not really a face turn, but showing signs of being anti-authority. Um, we were talking last week about a, about a potential evolution reunion, maybe not a full-on reunion like coming out together and whatever with the same theme song. 
but just kind of an alliance. I personally would like to see Batista kind of aligned with the authority, so he'll be a full-fledged heel instead of maybe he, maybe he could be on his own, not really a tweener, but um, I don't know. Time will only tell because I think him so far, I think we were talking about this before the show, Batista in the last month and a half has been a phenomenal heel. Would you not agree? I agree. I feel like he came back and got the heat that like obviously no one would think he would get, but I feel like Lately, he's been turning it away from like being, the, like I said, being like the kiss up and like crybaby that Randy Owens been, and kind of like trying to give like a more of like a more of like a cocky heel that like some people like actually can get like become fans of, kind of like like against the authority, pretty much. Exactly, he's definitely been making the most of the character. He's always worked better as a heel, and I think it was only a matter of time before he turned heel. Not and not as a matter of if he would turn heel, just a matter of when when he came back. And I think they just obviously they executed it sooner than they would have expected to, given the uh, the reaction to his return and whatnot, and him winning the rumble. But regardless, so I've been liking his character. Randy Orton's been uh, Randy Orton, and Daniel Bryan has been pulling his weight as well. And before we get to the next segment, I forgot to talk about this before. But um, Piper's Pit was held last night on Monday Night Raw. Now, of course, for those unfamiliar, uh, Roddy Rowdy Piper has been um, he's been going on Twitter in the last number of months, I think, since maybe December or January, and he's been saying, I deserve to be at WrestleMania 30. I was at the very first WrestleMania. Put me in a match against Hulk Hogan, and that drew a lot of uh, negative publicity for Roddy Piper. Um, he was he was begging to be in a match with Hogan, being in a segment with Hogan, just begging to be on the WrestleMania 30 card. And while he's not going to be at WrestleMania, or so we think as of right now, he will. He was in Monday Night Raw last night in a segment with Piper's Pit, and he was uh, bringing out the people, not really bringing out because people just interrupted him, the uh, participants in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, they just basically brawled and has, have been doing what they've been doing for the last number of weeks, and Big Show got the, uh, the best of them once again. So, RJ, do you think this segment was completely pointless, or is that just me? I think that segment was pretty bad. I feel like completely at no point bad. at all, really, and it just kind of like, they brought like three or four guys out, and yep. then like the rest of the town kind of came out, but like it was stupid, because like half the guys were already like, they were in there for five or ten minutes, and then all of a sudden Big Show comes right <laughs> now, obviously yeah. he's going to throw them all over. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it's just like, I feel like it's inevitable Big Show's going to win. Yep. He could lose, but I just don't see it. And I feel like it's just like the Andre Giant thing's going to be kind of be like a more of a failure than they actually expected it to be. Yeah. I think, personally, well, not even the, the Battle Royal itself, I think this was just kind of a waste of Rowdy Piper. I think the last time they used him back at Old School Raw a couple months ago, when he was in the same segment with The Shield, I thought it was great. He had that uh, that segment with John Cena a couple of years ago, and I know he was going on Twitter a couple of years ago, I think it was last year, and petitioning to be in the same segment with The Rock and John Cena. So I think they could have used that platform as maybe put, you know, maybe not Bray Wyatt and John Cena, that'd be a little weird. Maybe Undertaker Bray Wyatt. and Brock Lesnar. Well, even Undertaker, too, I think is like his character. I don't think it would allow him to, you know, sit down and do an interview, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um... I don't know. Maybe you could have done that with Triple H and Daniel Bryan. I don't know. Daniel Bryan came back at the last minute. But you know what I mean, though. They could have used that for something um, to put over one of the matches at WrestleMania. And they had to do it with this match and just the random brawl that we always get before every battle royal. And only the top stars got entrances. And everyone else that you would see and compete on WWE superstars came running out for no apparent reason. Got the living crap beat out of them. Big Show went over. Whoop-de-doo. The same thing we see every single week. I just didn't think there was a real point to it. Just pretty much filler. I love Rowdy Piper, but I just thought this was kind of meaningless. So, um, Mike, what were your thoughts in the segment? I thought it was, uh, I agree with RJ and you. I, it was pretty bad. Um, 
but I had a lot, you know, I think I texted you this too. I had pretty uh, high expectations for it. Um, I thought it would have been pretty cool if, I mean, I understand they have to hype up this battle royal and they have to put it over and whatnot. Um, but I thought it would have been pretty cool if they had, you know, the Ultimate Warrior come out or like Warrior and Hogan or like just Ultimate Warrior, maybe Scott Hall, maybe the Hall of Fame inductees for better, you know, get inducted on Saturday. Um, just to kind of promote that, you know, it's on the network, you know, and they haven't even really talked about the Hall of Fame all too much. Um, I just think there was a lot more they could have dealt with it. I agree with you where, like, the big matches, I don't think they could have done a Piper Spit. Undertaker wouldn't do it. Daniel Bryan, they say, for the end. Bray Wyatt, would. that's not in his character. Um, but yeah, the Battle Royal, like, I, you know, I agree with RJ. I don't think it's going to be as good as they think it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to kind of be a mess. Um, but I just, I just feel like they could have done more with it. And I was kind of disappointed not to see, you know, at least one Hall of Famer or someone, you know, come. So. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. I mean, the WWE Hall of Famers, I think I, I think it was okay. I think it was understandable that they could have saved them for Saturday at the WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, Ultimate Warrior making his first appearance in WWE, they might want to save that for Saturday. So I understand that. But Hulk Hogan, like you mentioned, definitely should have been out there. I don't know why he wasn't featured on Raw at all last night. And he was there because he was on the SmackDown tapings, which were taped before Raw. And he's going to be on SmackDown this week. But... First of all, who watches SmackDown all that much anyway? No one really watches SmackDown. Um, and then you add that to the fact that uh, it's taped this week, and all of it basically features is access footage, and um, that's pretty much it. So why would anyone bother to tune into SmackDown just to see Hulk Hogan for like two minutes basically talk about just the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? So I think putting Hogan out there with Roddy Piper could have made this more meaningful. Aside from that, though, this is just kind of a throwaway segment. But overall, though, I enjoyed Raw last night. We got a lot of good hype for all of the matches on the card, even though the matches, even the matches that we're not all that excited for, the, the tag team title match, the Divas match, the Battle Royal, um, whatever else is on the card, I forgot. Um, but the, the main match is hyped up well, so it succeeded in that sense, and, and it got me looking even more forward to WrestleMania uh, this Sunday. So before we move on to the next segment, before we move on to our WrestleMania 30 predictions, we have a new segment on the show called This Week's Match, or Match of the Week, I'm sorry where we pick a match from the WWE Network where you can watch in the WWE Network. And we suggest you go back and watch because it's just that freaking awesome. So RJ has a match for us today. Uh, is this the one that you told me before from Armageddon or was this the WrestleMania one? It's going to be a WrestleMania one. Okay, so make it WrestleMania base this week since it's WrestleMania yeah. Sunday. So go away. Or, no, I'm, go ahead, Emmett. All right, so uh, my WrestleMania match of the week is Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 21. Okay. The match had a great promo. Starts off, Kurt Angle coming out Royal Rumble, tossing all the guys over the ropes. About to get sweet chin music, puts on the ankle lock, gets out of it, kicks him over the top, and it stops. And then talks, Kurt Angle's talking about like how his issues with Shawn Michaels were way before the Royal Rumble. Yep. How back in 1996, he won the gold medal. Yep. He was the big Olympic American guy, but all he heard about was Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania, coming down from the rafters, putting on a bit, the best show of all time, and how like... As the athlete he is, he couldn't, he couldn't deal with it. So they had a good promo come out. Had possibly one of the best matches of all time. Yep. Back and forth, ankle locks, sweet chin music. Eventually ends with Kurt Angle going to his new patent, get him on the ground with the ankle lock, and eventually Shawn Michaels eventually tap. But if you have the WWE Network and you've never seen I feel like you should go back and watch uh, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 21. And a clean victory for Kurt, Clean too. victory. 
Yeah, yeah. very surprising. So, yeah, an excellent matchup at WrestleMania 21. A great addition to what was a very good show, in my opinion. Put over a lot of top stars. We had Undertaker versus Orton that year. Yep. Edge winning money in the bank. Mysterio beating Guerrero, future yep. world champion one year later. Batista won. Batista John Cena won. Exactly. So, yeah, I thought that was a great matchup as well. And uh, for my matchup this week, I've got also WrestleMania-based. I had two very close choices, but I was going to have to go with Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho, another Shawn Michaels matchup from WrestleMania 19. I watched WrestleMania 19 it's in its entirety a couple weeks ago. Um, I thought this was the best matchup on the card. I don't think it gets the credit it deserves sometimes because it's it wasn't. It was buried underneath the main matches of Hulk Hogan versus Mr. McMahon. We had Angle versus Lesnar. Uh, Angle versus Lesnar. Booker, um, Booker T versus Triple H. H. And what was the other match? The main match. It was. I think maybe Stone one. Cold versus Stone Cold Rock. versus Rock. Yeah, of course. So uh, those were all very good matches. Don't get me wrong. He was but put behind Mysterio versus Chavo Guerrero. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the cruiserweight open. No, that was uh, no. That was just a cruiserweight match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, you're thinking of Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. Oh, Matt Hardy. Yeah, Curious. that was that was the opening match, I think. Yeah. But even so, though, Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho, a great, great matchup. I know that WrestleMania 19 didn't pop a huge buy rate, which was really weird given the star power behind it, or featured on the card. But the match itself was just brilliantly executed. The video package that aired before the matchup basically highlighted how Jericho aspired to be the next Shawn Michaels, but then changed his course and, wanted, and said he wanted to be the first Chris Jericho. And the match itself was just awesome. These two, obviously based off their 2008 work five years later, work very well together in the ring, um, executed a great matchup. One awesome spot in the matchup featured um, Shawn Michaels being locked in the walls of Jericho on the outside, which is a very nice touch given Shawn Michaels' back injury from a few years prior. So they get about 20 minutes of in-ring time. Shawn Michaels finally goes over via an inside cradle or a schoolboy or whatever it was. I think it was an inside cradle. And then after the matchup, they hug real quick before Jericho hits him right in the groin. So I thought it was a great ending to a great feud, great match. And like I said, they went on to feud five years later over the World Heavyweight Championship on Monday Night Raw, which was probably the best feud of the PG era and one of the best feuds in WWE history. So I, I apologize for throwing this on you at last minute, Mike, but uh, do you have any matches that you've seen on the WWE Network lately that you would like to suggest to the viewers, preferably WrestleMania-based? Yeah, I wasn't prepared for this whatsoever, but... <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. But um, it's actually funny because today I had a little break during work and I was just... For out of curiosity, I haven't seen it, you know, since it originally aired. I remember it was one of like the first WrestleManias I've ever seen. Yep. Uh, but back WrestleMania 13, the uh, infamous Stone Cold versus Bret Hart submission match um, with Ken Shamrock as referee, and yeah, I watched it actually, you know, today. And uh, you know, the promo was basically, you know, Bret Hart talking about how you know they're shifting to the Attitude Era and how you know. They're rooting this bad guy, and, you know, he's getting screwed and backstabbed and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Stone Cold is this, you know, bad guy, you know, persona, and people are loving it. Um, and then the match itself was just amazing, you know. Um, I want to say it was, you know, around 20 minutes of just, you know, brutal spots, you know, chair shots to the head um, and stuff like that. Stone Cold gets busted open, and then the infamous scene where, you know, he's in the sharpshooter and passes out is, like, so iconic. But uh, that's definitely, in my opinion, you know, a top five WrestleMania match. And if anyone has a WWE Network, definitely check it out if you haven't already. I remember when I was, I want to say I was, like, 10 years old at the time. 
and it was just awesome uh, watching at the time. I was like, I, I instantly became a uh, Stone Cold fan. So definitely check it out. Absolutely one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time kicked off the Attitude Era, the, the, uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin babyface turn, as well as the, uh, the infamous shot of Stone Cold Steve Austin locking the sharpshooter with this bloody Bloody face. Love it. Love it. And you can watch the in color on the WWE Network because whenever they show um, replays of it, either on their YouTube channel or on WWE TV, it's always in black and white, of course. But um, even still a great shot of when uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was was knocked out in the sharpshooter. But that's a very nice segue into uh, something that I really wanted to talk about briefly was that – Earlier today, I was I was texting a friend of mine, and he asked me what my favorite, or in my opinion, were the five greatest WrestleMania moments and matches in history. Now, this is very subjective. Um, it, it could take up to hours to debate this, but we'll go through it quickly. Top five, and this is what I told him, not in any specific order, but these were my top five WrestleMania moments. Let me know if you agree, and um, and then we'll get your thoughts, and then we'll get Mike's thoughts. So, for me, my top five moments were Hulk Hogan signing Andre the Giant, WrestleMania 3. Got, there's no list that exists that doesn't have that match on it. Um, Austin winning his first World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 14 against HBK. HBK retiring Ric Flair from WrestleMania 24. Um, the Undertaker retiring Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 26. And HBK winning his first World Championship at WrestleMania uh, 11 or 12, right? WrestleMania 12 against Bret Hart. Hart. His top five were the following, and the reason why I segued from uh, from Mike's match to this was because his number five was Austin being passed out of the sharpshooter. Yep. Number four was Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock at WrestleMania 17, and he mixed matches and moments, so that's why. Um, Stone Cold and Rock from WrestleMania 17. Uh, number three, he put Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. Number two, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. And number one, Hogan slamming Andre. So, RJ, I'll ask you first. You don't even have to go through the top five if you want to, but you can just do top three maybe. top Your top WrestleMania match or moment. I feel like the top, since I've been watching, I'm going to go by when I've been started watching. Okay, okay. So the first WrestleMania I ever watched, WrestleMania 18, okay. and I would have to say the best moment WrestleMania ever for me was The Rock versus Hogan, the yep. showdown. At the, no, not at, it was at, it was at uh, Toronto uh, Sky Zone. Yep, you got it. One looking at each they looked the other way, yeah, looked at it. each other like, that just kicked it off. Even though it wasn't the main event, people would still think it was the main event that night, but that was probably, that would be one. I would say Eddie Greer, Chris Benoit, hugging out at WrestleMania 20. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, a good moment, that, crying yeah. together. That was a good moment, like, kind of, like, cement, like, their future, but inevitably both died. It's of really course, cool. of yeah. course. Um, I would say WrestleMania 24 when Ric Flair got retired by Shawn Michaels. I'm sorry, I love you. Yep, that was. Oh, don't get me started with the breakdown right now. <laughs> don't make me shed a tear on the 26 show. when Shawn Michaels got retired by Undertaker, yep. and then when Daniel Bryan beats Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd probably say when Brock Lesnar tried to do the, sh- the shooting star press in 19. That's a good moment too. I, uh, yeah, the attempt that you press. Yeah, the when, he, to go when he full broke. ring on him. Yeah, yeah, when he almost broke his neck. Yeah. And um, you mentioned before when I said when when he mentioned WrestleMania 25, Shawn Michaels versus the Undertaker, you made a comment and said WrestleMania 26. So do you think that matchup was better? I think 26 was better than 25. Really? Because I feel like 25, like they obviously had the same like kind of like 
chokeslam, tombstone. Uh, That's my problem with the matchup. He kind of just kind of like beat him with the tombstone. 26, he did like the jump in tombstone. And, um, and the career and kind of like, I don't know, I think 26 is better. They're both great matches, but I think 26 is better. It meant more, too. Yeah, absolutely, because it was the final match yep. with Shawn Michaels in the, in the jumping tombstone. But I don't know, the first <laughs> matchup with... Uh, um, with, with the moonsault under the tombstone. And like you said, they did a lot of the same spots in yep. the second matchup. And it was an excellent matchup. I take nothing away from it at all. I think, I think, which one was, I think it was 25 when they take a land on his head. To, uh, on the outside when yeah. he over on the freaking cameraman. When he cameraman. missed the cameraman. Sim snuck <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think 25 is better than 26. I don't know. I think it was better wrestled. It had more meaning to it. 20, 26 had more meaning, more meaning to it. I don't know. The, the build-up to 25, I don't know. The build-up to both were amazing. 26 was amazing. 25, i got to say, was a better matchup. I don't know. We'll have a tiebreaker here. Um, Mike, what, I'll get to this question first, and then you can, and then you can talk about your top uh, WrestleMania moment of all time and or top three. What, which match do you think was better, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 25 or 26? Uh, I gotta go 25. Here we uh, go. Sorry, Jay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go 25. <laughs> I watched it, you know, I watched both of them a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, 25, you know, it started hard hitting, you know, throwing, throwing bombs at each other. And then it kind of slowed down a little bit towards the middle, except, you know, and then you had, once you had the spot where Undertaker did that dive where, you know, it looked like he broke his neck, basically. Yep. Um, then things from there, like, the, I don't want to say, like, the last eight minutes just picked up, and it was like, it's probably, some of the most suspenseful, you know, eight last eight minutes of a match that you'll ever see. Um, so I got to go with 25. I thought it was, it, that match is awesome. So what's your favorite WrestleMania moment of all time? Either when you from when you started watching or just ever? I just made up my little makeshift list here. My uh, my girlfriend gave me a dirty look. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, obviously this is just like, you know, chronologically or whatnot, but uh, like you said, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan lifting him up, WrestleMania 3, yeah. have to add in any sort of, you know, that that made WrestleMania. Um, something that you guys didn't talk about that I didn't even know about it, actually, until uh, I actually played uh, WWE 2K14, you know, WrestleMania mode. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man match, uh, retirement match, where Macho Man loses, and then Sherry, you know, starts beating up the Macho Man, and then Elizabeth comes in, and they have their nice little, like, you know, husband-wife, you know, moment. People mm-hmm. in the crowd are crying. I thought that's just an awesome story. Um, WrestleMania 12, Iron Man match, you know, seeing Shawn Michaels drop to his knees and win the championship was is is something that, you know, I remember as a child. Um I think it's a you know great moment. Him that that and him coming from the Raptors are two, you know, top WrestleMania and I think those are two images that come to mind. Um WrestleMania thirteen, Stone Cold Bret Hart, Stone Cold passed out in the pool of blood mm-hmm. and WrestleMania twenty four, uh Shawn Michaels Rick Fair, I gotta agree with you there. When he sets up for that sweet chat music, it tells such a good story. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely forgot about the uh the Elizabeth and Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man Randy Savage moment. I wouldn't say that was the best moment of all time, but it's definitely up there on the list. I completely forgot about that, so that's that's good that you pointed that out. But um, yeah, I com- I completely agree with the rest of the list as well. And um, we just hit nine o'clock here on the East Coast. It's a few minutes ago, so we're moving on to the WrestleMania thirty predictions. RJ, I just got to ask you one real quick question before we go on to the predictions. 
You're going to WrestleMania on Sunday. Yep. You're not going to the Hall of Fame on Saturday. Nope. Are you going to Fan Access? I don't think so. You're not you're not going to Fan Access? I don't think so. Oh, you got to check it out at least once. It looks so awesome. It does look awesome. I don't know. I might I might when we go in early on Sunday, I might go in cuz I know that they're having it on Sunday too, but They are, sure. yes. Yeah. But I don't know who's on. I don't know. I was going to I was trying to get the Daniel Bryan, but they were sold out. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Obviously, but Yeah. But you got to go at least one of the days, I yeah. think. I know it's it's a huge uh, it's a huge pay to get in, probably. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I think to just go once on one day to get one signature, or at least check out the exhibit. Exactly. Just looks awesome, and just just to say that you did it um, at WrestleMania 30, no less, not WrestleMania 28, 29, the 30th anniversary. But um, that being said, I just want to get that out of the way. WrestleMania 30 this weekend. WrestleMania 30 predictions starting right now on WrestleRant Radio. First matchup, the pre-show matchup as announced last night for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Defending champions, the Usos, against Curtis Axel and Ryback, the Real Americans, Jack Swagger, and, and Tony Cesaro, and Los Matadores. So, uh, RJ, I'll go to you first. <laughs> What's your prediction for the matchup, RJ? My prediction for this matchup... It's gonna be it'll probably be a decent match. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash it too bad because they can have some good spots in a in a Fatal Four Way Tag Team match. But I think we're gonna see new champions. Really? I think okay, we're gonna okay. see the real Americans yep. win the titles. <laughs> Jack I, I'm not really? Big, I'm not a big fan of Jack Swagger. I kind of hate him a lot. <laughs> but I feel like they get like last night if you're watching Raw, like they were chanting like we the people, like real Americans the whole night. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's behind Cesaro. Maybe they won't hold the titles that long, but I feel like the Usos kind of like their hype kind of went down a lot. And uh, if Cody Rhodes and Goldust were in it, I'd probably say them. But I don't think Los Matadores even have a chance, and Ryback still sucks too. So I'll go with the Real Americans. I don't know. The Usos have only been champions for like a month. They can't drop them so soon. But I, this isn't my prediction. I'll get to that. Mine, mine will be last. I'll get to Jeff next. So Jeff, what is your official prediction for this tag team title match at uh, WrestleMania? No, I'm definitely not feeling the Real Americans. Uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, Jeff Rock- is not a well-documented. He, he is a well-documented anti-Cesaro fan. So just yeah, laying that out And Jack Swagger too. And Jack Swagger as well. But um, Usos definitely could see them winning it because... Um, like Ryback, like you said, just is atrocious. And uh, Los Matadores <laughs> don't even know why they're going to WrestleMania. That is the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. So uh, it's, uncle. it's definitely got to be the Usos. I got the Usos as well. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll, before I get to my prediction, I'll get to Mike real quick. So right now we've got Real Americans. Real Americans, the Usos. We got uh, Mike, your prediction next. What's your prediction for the WWE Tag Team Town match kicking off WrestleMania? I thought you forgot about me there. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Um, you can't take the straps off the Usos just yet. They worked so hard. They've been such a good tag team for over the past couple of years. Um, I wouldn't, I would be shocked, actually, if the Real Americans did win, but I could see it happening. But, you know, officially, I think the, the Usos will somehow, you know, pull it out. So I'm going with the Usos. The Usos have been a favorite team of mine for quite a while now. They've been on a hot streak of momentum for the last nine months or so. So I look forward to them defending their WWE Tag Team titles. I'm not really, really at all. Um, I, I don't really feel bad for. I, I do. I feel bad for the Usos, but not so much for Los Matadores because I think their involvement in the match bumped this match to the pre-show. Um, had they not been involved in this and had the Road Scholars been on this matchup, it probably would have been on the main card. Road Brothers, not Road Scholars. That's the Road Scholars. <laughs> Road Brothers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damian Tano's in that stupid battle royal too. But uh, even still. 
Um, as far as this matchup goes, um, I, I've got the Usos. We've got three to one here. Three Usos, one Real Americans. I'd be surprised if the Real Americans won this thing because I think uh, either the Shield or the Real Americans have to do to do this, and I think the Real Americans should go first in the sense that uh, we've got a crazy crowd at WrestleMania, of course, and you'll be a part of it. And we've got Monday Night Raw the next night, which is always crazy. Always and WrestleMania crazy. tradition. So why not have Cesaro finally turn on Jack Swagger after weeks of building to it, either at WrestleMania when they lose or the night after, and you finally break Cesaro off as a babyface. And I think I think all, giving them the tag team titles would be cool, but I think it would be a disservice to the Usos who have only held the titles for a month. And you said that they have lost some steam in the last month. And I do agree with that, but... I think it's just due to the fact they've lost um, some TV time, and I think that's WWE's fault for not um, for not spotlighting the tag team division because right now Raw has been all about. I totally agree. I was thinking about the same exact thing last night, mm-hmm. and you know I thought about it. I was like, you know, the Usos really haven't done much in the past month, but it's it's not their fault. They haven't been on TV. They haven't gotten a chance to really you know steal the show. They haven't even had a ton of matches. So I don't. I completely agree with you there. The one, the one thing I think about how you're saying Cesaro will be like turn babyface. I feel like, what are they gonna do with him now? Like, who are they gonna have him wrestle? Like, he, there's no like with all the titles becoming mid card titles becoming pretty much useless. No, you don't put him in the mid card. No. I feel like he won't fight in the main event, and there's only one title. So, what are they gonna do with him? I don't think they should have him contend for the champion, the WWE World, WWE World Heavyweight Championship right off the bat or anything. Yeah, but who but, would um, you see him going against? Though? Him versus Swagger at Extreme Rules. I know that's a match that not many people would care. <laughs> no for. one would. That would be the pre-show. That'd be the <laughs> yeah, pre-show. Then you downgrade be. him again. <laughs> I guess so. But after that, you can put him with someone like we have a lot of faces right now in WWE. But maybe you turn Sheamus heel and you do a match with them, or you put him against I don't know Del Rio or. They have no heels at the moment. Him versus Bray Wyatt? Nah, not Bray no. Wyatt. I don't know. I think Cesaro, has, he has to turn babyface at some point because he's really over on his own. Like you said, Jack Swagger's just there. He's just riding his coattails at the yep. moment. Although they make a great team, I think Swagger's just riding his coattails. So they have to break up sooner rather than later, and I think it has to come either at WrestleMania or the night after because I think it can make for a great moment going into Extreme Rules and whatever as long as they continue to put momentum on Cesaro and not just completely forget about him like they have some done uh, like they've done to some other guys. So, I've got Usos, Jeff got Usos, Mike's got Usos and RJ's got the real Americans. I have I have a question. What would you do if Los Matadores somehow <laughs> wins this matchup? Oh my goodness. I don't know if I would watch WrestleMania. Th- I'm just kidding. I, I, think, I think I'd get out of my scene to sleep. I think. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, Screw you, Carlos Colon, for going I, to the I WWE Hall of Fame. I think they have a better chance of winning than Ryan Baxel does. Oh, and that's it's bad. Yeah. The only team, the only they kind of had credibility last night winning the match. The only team I think, the I think the only reason that I would be okay with them winning the championship. No, no listen, listen. The only way that I'd be mildly upset and not extremely upset would be if Carlito came down and cost the Usos the titles. That's the only reason why yeah, I'd be okay I with it. I still don't want these clowns winning. <laughs> you could basically take the titles and throw them in the trash that's what yeah. they'd be worth after these clowns won. Pretty much. Pretty uh, much. I think I'd be, I'd be pretty I, I just want to see out there see what people thought. But. If only if they took off the masks and they turned on the Usos and they revealed themselves to be Primo and Epico and all of the five children in the crowd were surprised that I was Primo and Epico. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's Primo and Epico! And they turn heel and they win the championship. Rosa Mendes. Rosa Mendes comes out with her freaking blonde wig looking like a piece of trash. She looks like a prostitute. It's hilarious. <laughs> she looks like an ugly duckling. <laughs> we'll get to that in a few minutes. 
But um, even still, though, I'd be pissed if they won. But like I said, 3-1, the Uso brothers. So up next, we'll go, speaking of which, we've got the Vicky Guerrero Invitational Tournament. Um, not tournament, it's a matchup for the WWE Divas Championship. The first time the Divas title has been defended at WrestleMania. It will include every Diva in the division, including the current champion AJ Lee, Oksana, Alicia Fox, Brie Bella, Cameron, Emma, Eva Marie, yes, Eva Marie, Layla, Naomi, Natalia, Nikki Bella, Rosa Mendez, <laughs> Summer Rae, and Tamina Snuka. So, RJ, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on the Vicky Guerrero Invitational. Actually, before that, in, in terms of the rules of this matchup, um, we were talking about this last week, should they do one-on-one matches like at WrestleMania 20? And I thought that would be a good idea. I thought of it, and then I thought how yeah. bad of an idea that really would have been. <laughs> should we see Rosa Mendez versus Oksana at WrestleMania? Mm, no. I don't know. I don't think so. I actually, I actually like the idea that how like they're all wrestling at the same time. It's just going to be a train wreck. Gonna be, I don't, exactly, the match is going to be a train wreck either way, so yeah, why yeah, not yeah. just throw them all in there? I just don't I don't understand the logic and how you can get a pinfall with 14 other girls in the ring. You know what I mean? Because, like... I don't know, maybe one of them makes an athletic, uh, athletic bump right there and takes, <laughs> one of them, the, yeah. maybe it takes out half the roster. I'm Who knows? A minute into it, like, ten of them are going to be outside the ring. Exactly. Least. There's <laughs> going to be so much hair pulling and smashing. Their yeah. Thing. Like, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be the, uh, the WrestleMania 25 it's battle royale all over again. Yeah, I already know it is. As long as Santina doesn't enter as, as Santina and win it, I'm completely fine with this matchup, but... Um, those are the participants that we have in the matchup, so I'll ask you, RJ, your prediction for the Vicky Guerrero Invitational for the WWE oh, Divas Championship. I think there's like three or four like credible people that could win. I think That's being generous. That's being generous. <laughs> I think people that could win, that's not my pick. I think AJ could win, The one of the Bellas could win, Naomi could win, and then Tamina Snuka could win. That could be like a wild card. But... I feel like out of all of them, I feel like the best person to win is going to be Naomi because I feel like she's the one that's been getting over the most. So if the title is going to change, it's going to be Naomi. Mm-hmm. So if the title is going to change, I feel like the winner is going to be Naomi. I don't know. I think Naomi, I think, would be my ideal pick, and I'll go with Naomi as well. But um, I don't know. I think what they're trying to tease here, and they've been going back and forth on this for the last number of weeks with Tamina and AJ. Tamina's been kind of going against AJ and last week on uh, – I think it was main event when Tamina she uh, she left AJ for for dead and AJ got the she took the loss in their matchup on main event last week and they show tension with one another but then last night on Raw she protected her she protected her exactly so it didn't make any sense I don't, I don't know what they're trying to go for but here or they're trying to swerve fans like I we care anyway I feel like Tamina won't win because she's a heel. So but then she'll turn babyface. Yeah, but she's an awful baby. I know exactly. That's exactly so, why I don't want her to win. I don't want to see. I just feel like it's it's gotta be Naomi one of the Bella twins. I don't want to see Tamina turn face. I don't see anyone else winning. I think yeah. Summer Rae Summer Rae? could possibly <laughs> win. She's getting a lot of heat on Total Divas. She could Total win. Divas. She's, she could win because she's wicked hot. Exactly. Besides that, there's yeah, no yeah. chance. I'm very happy to, as, as an avid viewer of Total Divas, and it is actually better than expected. Yes. Would you agree? I, it is I enjoy it. It is better than expected. It's not as bad as some people put it out there to be. I'm, I'm glad it's not airing at WrestleMania, so they're, they're canceling it for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't miss that slap, the aftermath of that slap to Natalia. Can't miss it. It's going to be great. But um, we'll catch it next week. But um, even still, though, I think Summer Rae, that's a very bold prediction, Jeff. Um, Summer Rae is being featured in the Marine Four with The Miz. She's currently on the main roster. She's hot. 
She's hot. <laughs> She's on Total Divas now and getting the push of her life and got a win, a clean win, no less, over Natalia last night on Raw. Like that means anything nowadays. But um, anyway, that, that's a bold prediction. So that's your official prediction, Jeff? That's yet? my official, yeah. Summer Ray, you've got Naomi, right? Naomi. Oh, God, I don't know. You don't know? Tamina, I think, is a is a big pick. I don't know. I feel like... I just don't want to see her turn face because no one's going to care. I feel like it's going to be one of the Bellas. I don't know why. I have a gut feeling, and I want to say it's going to be Nikki Bella, but... I'm yeah, because she's Johnson's boyfriend. I'm going to come out. Nikki Bella's going to win. Nikki Bella? She's been she's like the Bella twin that's been getting the most out of, like... It was Bree's turn. Now it's yeah. her turn. She's, like, finally getting, like, the finish of spots. It's going to be her. I'm saying it now. <laughs> I switched my pick. It's going to be Nikki Bella. If one of the Bellas had to win, and I'm a little less... I, I, I like the Bellas a little bit more than I did before, if only now because they're baby faces and they're not as annoying as they were maybe two or three years ago, or even up to six months ago. But um, if a Bella twin had to win, I would have to go with Brie, if only because she's dating Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan might walk out with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and they will both be champions at the yeah, same time. Yeah, but I feel like they wouldn't acknowledge that. Maybe. Oh, no, not at yeah, all. Maybe. Exactly. So Probably then I- not. I don't know, I feel like Nikki Bella, I feel like she's been, she's been better the last couple weeks than Brie Bella, but that's me. And I think Total Divas has to, the, the season oh, yeah. finale of Total Divas, Brie Bella ending the show or ending next season, or this, I know this season's ending with the wedding between her and Daniel Bryan, but um, maybe they end one of the seasons with one of the Total Diva stars winning the championship. I would laugh my ass off if it was Eva Marie. I would not even, not even, I can't even tell you how hilarious that would be if Eva Marie won this thing. Or Rosa, Rosa Mendez with their cheap blonde hair. She but, would um, <laughs> But um, even so, though, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, if they made for a great moment on Total Divas, if they were both champions, and 10 years after Benoit and Eddie closed the show both as champions, you have, Dan- you have <laughs> Daniel Bryan and, and Brie Bella. Brie Bella's the, uh, Daniel Bryan's the new Chris Benoit and, uh, and Brie Bella's next uh, Nancy She'll Benoit. She'll be getting axed in a couple years. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so bad. It's six we're years. Off, I think. I don't think it's too soon. I think. I think we're good. Right. I don't think we'll be sued off the air. But uh, so, Jeff, you've got Summer Rae. I got Nikki Bella. N- Nikki Bella officially. Yep, official. Bold predictions. Uh, Mike, who do you got? And what are your thoughts on the match? Um. First off, you guys nailed it. The match is going to be a train wreck, <laughs> and I feel like we we could literally talk for a half hour right now about different scenarios of how they're actually going to end it. Yep. Yeah. But <laughs> we're on a time limit. Um, <laughs> I actually, I, I, I'm actually kind of with Jeff here. Like I could see Summer Rae somehow winning. Like you mentioned, she's she's going to be in this movie, uh, Marine Four. They've been you know pushing her. She had that win against Vitality last night. Um, she has been on Total Divas. You know she's becoming one of the main stars on Total Divas. Um, I just think it's like two or three months too soon. I, you know, I, that's, that's like my that's like my wild card pick uh, is Summer Rae. But I think I'm gonna go with AJ Lee. I'm a punk guy. AJ Lee, just going for it. AJ Lee. That's a good prediction, if only because last night on Raw, they're kind of positioning AJ against all the other divas. So, and, and they're basically very much pushing the fact that AJ Lee has no chance of winning. Which might foresee, might, which might signal the fact that uh, that AJ might go over on Sunday. But so she probably, she probably doesn't have a chance of winning. But what was that, Mike? I said she probably doesn't have a chance of winning. Yeah, and they're probably getting back at her just for dating Punk. Yeah, but uh, Marion Punk. Gonna, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pick her just because you know she has looked so weak. But I, uh, it's, it's it is up to like, a month ago. I would have said Naomi, but she had the eye injury. Yeah. Um, I would say Tamina, but like you said, she's such a bad face. Yeah, um, and no desire to see that view. Awful face. <laughs> Brie Bella, a few months ago, I would have put it on her, but not right now. You know, she hasn't really performed, you know, a lot lately. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go with AJ. I don't even though I don't. It's a total wild card, and I, like I said, I could see Summer Rae. That's my wild card prediction. But yeah. I'm gonna go with AJ Lee, Team Punk. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And RJ just mentioned that she's held the championship for longer than anyone else for a long, long time since June. And now the real question is not only with this match with basically every match on the card is um, where do these people go from here? If she, if AJ Lee retains the championship here, where does she, does she go from here? I think the only person left to wrestle is Tamina, and they are most definitely building towards that. I'm not happy to say that because I don't want to see them face off. And if that, ma- if that match has to happen, I think the roles would be better reversed with well, AJ, AJ as a baby face, face and Tamina as a monster heel. That would make the most sense. Yeah, she's a monster. Look yeah, at her. exactly, exactly. <laughs> she makes a terrible face. That's, that, that's been evident in the past. But um, even still, though, after this point, what do you do with the Diva Division in a dream world? And I know Mikey would love the scenario if they had AJ ret- if they had AJ retain here, and then her next challenger goes on to be Emma, and they do her in a championship feud, or you have Emma get a surprise win here. And I know I don't know if they would do that because not a lot of people care about Emma at the moment on I the main roster. Emma. What? I love Emma. I love Emma as well, but they haven't done much with her, and they've just done these stupid segments with her and Santino. It's uh, like I can't even no, they describe. Kinda, they kind of went away from those a little bit. No, they didn't. They did. Did you what, see SmackDown? What, what, I don't watch SmackDown. So. Mike, did you see the did you see the SmackDown segment between? Uh, I was just about to say, what was the deal with that? That was like that was I was with my friends watching that, and they yeah. were like, "It's watch wrestling." And we just turned it on, and it happened to be on that segment. They're yeah. like, "You really want, like what the hell is this?" I was like, yeah, I'm in there. "I don't know what this is." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bad. It was so bad. It was like their attempted. It was like their attempted comedy, but they were trying to make. Sexual references and like all of five people of the of the PG audience got those references. Like it didn't make any sense. It was terribly executed, and the Fandango and and Summer Rae were supposed to be feuding with Santino and Emma. And um, from what I thought, I thought Emma was uh, they were in a tag team feud. They were in a mixed tag team feud with Fandango and Summer. They could have done a mixed tag team feud. RJ's doing the Emma dance right in front of me. Um, they were supposed to be doing a mixed tag team feud going into WrestleMania, and I thought Santino got hurt, so they couldn't do that feud anymore, but Santino's in the Battle Royal on Sunday, so I have no idea what's going on with that. But even still, though, that was a stupid segment. The whole pairing is stupid. Emma does not need Santino to get over. They're ruining her just like they ruined Xavier Woods, and I would wait a little bit before complaining on this, but Xavier Woods has been on the main roster for like four, six months, four to five months, and they've completely wasted him. Okay. I'm going off Mike's part of the wild card of AJ Lee. I want to say wild card Paige somehow gets in this match and wins. Because <laughs> it's an invitational. It's invitational. It's so. anybody. It says anyone in the Divas ch- uh, division, you know. She's on a contract. I don't know. I would love to see, in a dream world, I would love to see Mickey James back and have her win. <laughs> you were saying that a yeah, couple weeks ago. It'd be great, but that's a dream world. No, she can't win. I'm sorry. She's pregnant at the moment, so she can't. <laughs> Never mind. Unless she yeah, comes no. in with a baby. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's you what you got. Who do you, you got? You can have her give birth on the air and have her uh, have Snitsky come back and, and punt the baby in the head. <laughs> <laughs> no, get? yeah, to, to mock punk. But um, who even still, the, though. Who do you got on the match, Graham? Who do I have now after hearing all your guys' predictions? We've got AJ, we've got Summer, we've got Nikki, Nikki Bella. Bella. That's, I don't know. 
I've got to say Tamina. Not saying I like that pick, but <laughs> RJ is, is cringing, right, cringing now. right in front of me. I don't want to see that match. I don't want to see the match between them. I don't want to see it happen. And the crowd, <laughs> they're going to poop all over this thing. She's, She's literally gonna win. the dude version of the Usos. Awful. <laughs> the girl version of the Usos. She's like manlier than them though somehow. Yeah, yeah. But, don't want to see it happen. And the crowd's going to not even, they're not even going to boo. They're just going to be like, okay. Yeah, gonna, it's going to be a bathroom break no, for a match. No one will be even sitting in the crowd. They'll be getting the popcorn and the t- <laughs> t-shirts are in the match anyways. But Yeah, exactly. But, but um... Yeah, that's my prediction. We've got four different picks for that matchup, so there is that. And, of course, we've got up next the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. 30 men, three spots remain. But as of right now, the participants include Alberto Rio, Big E, Big Show, Brad Maddox, as of last night's Raw, but who a lot of people probably didn't even know was still employed by WWE, um, Brodus Clay, Christian, Cody Rhodes, Damian Sano, Darren Young, Dolph Ziggler, Fandango, um, Drew McIntyre, Goldust, Great Kali, Heath Slater, Jinder Mahal, Justin Gabriel, Kofi Kingston, Mark Henry, The Miz, Rey Mysterio, Seamus R-Truth, Santino Morales, and Cara, Titus O'Neil, and Zack Ryder. So, RJ, your pick out of these 27 men, who do you expect to win this thing, and do you expect a return out of the three men, and if not, who do you expect to fill in those spots? All right, so I'm going to go like with the same approach as I did the last one. Okay. The four people I think could win, Big Show, obviously... Christian. I don't even know if he's going to be in it, honestly. Well, he's, he's still he's listed on right it, now. but Sheamus and The Miz. People want, like, I was looking at Bleach Report, how The Miz is undefeated at WrestleMania, whatever, but I feel like that was recently funny, yeah. he's been getting a, a I love little the Miz. push. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that I, guy was serious, though. I, I kind of, like, I want to <laughs> say, I feel like, well, everyone wants to say Big Show. I feel like they're pushing him to win way too much. Yeah. And I feel like you were talking earlier, Seamus heel turn. Maybe Big Show gets broken and loses to Seamus. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to see them feud, honestly. I, like last year. I don't like Big Show that much either. Oh, and I, I feel Show. like they're just pushing Big Show too much. I'm just going to go with Seamus. But if he doesn't win, it's obviously going to be Big Show. But I'm going to go with Dark Horse. I'm going to say Seamus wins, even though I hate him too. Big Show has been shoved down our throats for the last month since he came back. It's ridiculous. Yes. And I like the fact he, he jobbed out to Bray Wyatt on SmackDown. That was nice. Um, it wasn't exactly clean, but it was the closest thing to it. So I like that, but he's been shoved down our throats for so long that it would be very odd. I mean, it would make sense given the fact that he's supposed to be Andre's son in storyline, but they never mentioned that anymore. They mentioned it in, like, WCW once. But um, it would make sense given the fact that he's, like, this generation's version of Andre. So I guess it makes sense, but... The winner of this match, and it, it, it should the benefit the winner. Cares. Yeah, exactly. It should benefit the winner, saying, "I." <laughs> it should. They should be able to brag that they won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Like the Miz, three years later, is still bragging about being in the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> Who cares? The worst, worst <laughs> WrestleMania ever. Who cares? Yeah, I don't know if that's something to be proud of exactly. And I love the Miz, but I gotta agree with you there. But um, even. <laughs> Even still, though, and you said the Miz winning this, I don't see that happening. I said, I, I, said Sam, I think Sheamus is going to win, but I think Miz has a chance. I don't know Miz. They haven't done anything with him. At all. Yeah, I don't know if was, he could be like the guy that like not really overlooked kind of guy. But he's been like he's been on Raw a little bit more lately yeah. too, and on SmackDown too. And I know you don't watch SmackDown, but he's been featured on there as well. But um, and I know you said he was undefeated at WrestleMania. I think it's funny because I read that article too. And people were like, LOL, this is just a, you know, he's just, you know, just playing around. He's just joking around. But I think he was serious because he's a huge Miz fan. He writes a lot of Miz articles on Bleach Report, so I think he was serious. And um, Miz is undefeated at WrestleMania if you don't count as WrestleMania 25 loss in the dark match. And that's a huge controversy. I don't want to get into that. Smash, what? Smash, counts, lose. <laughs> well, 
But anyway, though, I don't have the Miz in this. I won't actually get to my prediction. Who do you have gotten this match? I, 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 if it's not Big Show, I say Sheamus. So who do you see the uh, the other three spots going to? I'll say RVD. Okay. That's and the two other guys Kyle. aren't going to be that good either, I feel Vladimir like. Vladimir I mean, uh, uh, Alexander Rusev. Rusev and uh, Sweet Tea. Jason Alberts will make <laughs> a sweet appearance. Sweet Tea. Because literally, I, I couldn't even think of anyone else they could put in. I haven't heard anything of any other veterans besides RVD coming back. Big Zeke. You don't want to see Ezekiel Jackson there. Goldberg, Warrior. I would Eddie. like to see Goldberg, and I don't care if the Warrior came back. He's like be awesome. a psycho, and he's like 50 <laughs> years old. If Goldberg yeah. came back, I would literally go nuts. And yeah, because he'll be in attendance, yeah. That'd be, that'd be freaking sweet. If I had to get, if I, I, the three people I'd want to see would say RVD. If I, three people I'd want to see, RVD, Kurt Angle, and Goldust. I mean, Goldberg. Kurt Angle's still in TNA, so that Kurt won't happen. Kurt Angle, yeah. Goldberg, like, hasn't been on good terms with Vince lately, so that probably won't happen. RVD's mentioned the comeback, so I'll say RVD, then probably just two other, like, pretty much scrubs, but... Two others. Or we could have, like, two guys from NXT could come in, like, I don't know. But I see Sheamus winning if Big Show doesn't win, so... Pretty much Big Show, but if Big Show doesn't win, Sheamus. So who's your number one pick? Big Show? Big Show, but my dark horse is Sheamus. Okay. We'll go with Jeff next. Who do you see winning the Battle Royal, and well, who do you think will be added? There's two There's two, two winners here. Like Obviously, the Big Show's going to win. And obviously, Brad Maddox, too. But the person I want to win is Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Throwing that out there. But the three other people... Um, I'm just going to say one because I, I really think he's going to be there. I think okay. it's going to be – I think Hogan's going to jump in the Royal the Rumble. <laughs> he could. I think Hogan's going to jump in it because he, he, he got slammed by Andre. Okay. Yeah, he slammed Andre. He slammed Andre, so, like, why not let him take the trophy? Good point. He can't wrestle, though, so he can't do – he didn't, He can't do squat in the ring, though. We don't. We haven't seen him in the ring in a while. We don't know. <laughs> That's a good point, Jeff. I, like I just don't want to see him die in the middle no, of the ring. I can, I can see. I feel like it would be. It would be so pointless if Hogan did win because like he made <laughs> yeah. the concept and then it comes out win. But I can definitely see day. like you know Sheamus. Like there's 29 coming out guys. Yeah. 29 guys come out. Like who's the mystery guy? Whatever. Hogan's at ringside. He's like oh, has the big trophy in his hand. Whatever. <laughs> Sheamus and Big Show are doing like the Crispin Wall. Like has him over the rope. Big Hogan runs in and just pushes them both out. He wins. This isn't a this isn't a Royal Rumble setup matchup. Are you just saying that all twenty? This is this is a battle royal in the sense that like they're not coming out. Yeah, one they're by all one. in the ring together. Yeah, but, but you there's think like one like, guy that like they on there's twenty nine yeah. guys. They're like we don't know who it is yeah. running later. Hogan comes in last yeah. second wins. It'd be very pointless. No one would care. <laughs> it's already points, though. So. Yeah, he'd just, yeah. Exactly. He'd just like up his like persona, but yeah, I feel like I guess, yeah. he probably won't win, but it, I could definitely see it, but... That'd be pretty funny, yeah. I'd yeah. probably leave, <laughs> but... Hogan will be on the show regardless, because he's the host. He's the host. So he'll be kicking off the show like Rock at WrestleMania 27. Yeah, they'll you know? obviously have like the Hall of Fame spot. Yeah. They'll bring some crappy artist in to sing. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> yeah. unless, hopefully, I'm praying Eminem. That'd be awesome. Possible Eminem. Yes. Please, Vince, bring Eminem out. Yes. It'd like they amazing. did the... Uh, Flow Rider. They've entrance. done Flow Rider. Like, if they brought Kid Rock out, I'd be yeah. like, <laughs> Yeah, like five years ago. I've seen yeah. that clown before. <laughs> but it'd be sick if they brought Eminem out, out for out of parents in a nice song, but yeah. who knows. But. And have him sing Legacy as John Cena goes to the ring. Yes. That'd be and then awesome, Wyatt awesome, awesome, awesome. Just scared me and put me under my seat with a nice entrance, too. But. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I heard he's going to be singing his WrestleMania. Uh, he's going to be sing- singing his theme song at WrestleMania this so. year. Bray Wyatt's the artist who sings Bray Wyatt's theme song, so. Oh, goodness. That'd be awesome. That'd I'm be awesome. I'm at the hide under my seat. 
Might be having nightmares for a yep. few weeks. So we got Seamus. Who do you say, Big Show? Big Show, but I want Dolph to win. Right, I want so, Dolph. So we all saying Big Show, but then we have another guy. Okay, Big Show. Big Show, Big Show. Mike, who's your prediction? Who do you think will fill in the final three spots in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Hold on a second. All right, here we go. Um, let me think. Uh, I gotta go. We have two big shows so far. Yeah, two big shows. Um, I'm gonna go with Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I feel like he's he's been winning. He's been winning for the past you know few weeks. He, yep. I mean, maybe I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping that it's the start of something. It's a sign of something good. It's better than. You know, jobbing to uh, Damien Sandow or whatever, but yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, he, I definitely think he's you know one of the realistic candidates. Um, uh, I think you know Big Show is the favorite, but they've like you said they've shoved him down our throat so much that that kind of makes it predictable that he's not going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, you know, Big Show's track record at WrestleMania is not too great. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I, yeah, I got Dolph Ziggler, and then. For people coming back, by the way, this whole Battle Royal thing kind of infuriates me because I was just thinking about it, that they would waste a spot on El Torito at the Royal Rumble, and he's not even in this Andre the Giant Battle Royal. He very well might um, be. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Cares. <laughs> or on, or Hornswoggle. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Don't even say that. Don't even say those two. He's going to come out from underneath the ring and eliminate Sheamus and then he'll, win. He'll eliminate Big Show somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, For the final three, I think uh, RVD is definitely going to be one of them. Okay. And then the final two, I, I don't know. I mean, if... I don't. I honestly don't think Jericho's coming back, and he said he's not coming back, so I think that's definitely you know not happening. Um... If he did come back, that'd be awesome. Yep. But I, I could see, even though I've read that like he can't take a bump at all, I could see Hogan getting in there. But I just don't know how. Like, what's the deal? You have to get over, thrown over the top rope, right? Yes, you do. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how that. Unless he's winning it all, I don't see how Hogan would be be involved in it. Hogan um, it. What was that, Jeff? Hogan refs it. Oh, okay. He refs the match. Also, I have another thing. What if maybe the match is a little later on the card? Maybe Roman Reigns comes out. Roman Reigns strikes his baby face and eventually splits on the shield. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good idea. Good idea. The last two are probably, uh, what's his name? Rusev. Rusev. Yep. Sweet tea. (laughs) <laughs> I definitely think Rusev will be one of them. Yeah, because uh, we were saying before the show he hasn't been promoted on Raw in weeks, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and then the last spot maybe another NXT guy yep. um, or or a legend, you know. But I don't think it's going to be like a lower card person. I think mm-hmm. they would have announced that. I mean, they have already announced, you know, Brad Maddox and Jack Ryder for crying out loud. That's about yeah, as low yeah. on the card. So, um, Just I think it's a surprise entrants are going to be either, like, legends or, you know, big-time people. So I hope so. Maybe not on the level of, like, a Hogan or a, or a Goldberg, maybe, but, you know, maybe, and not, and I hopefully not someone like the Brooklyn Brawler or something, you know what I mean? And I don't think, like, Luke Harper or Eric Rowan are going to be in this matchup either. No. Some people have been saying that. They'll be with John Cena. They'll be around for that matchup with Cena and Bray Wyatt, so I don't see them, uh, I, I don't see them being around for that match. So, who's your official prediction, uh, Mike? Ziggler. Ziggler, right? Hey, Mike? 
Sorry, my phone, my phone was on mute. What'd you say? <laughs> no problem. I, you said you got Dolph Ziggler, right? Yeah, 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 Dolph. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, so I got, you got Dolph, you guys got Big Show, right? Yeah. Okay, so out of these 30 guys, if it's not going to be Bray Wyatt, if it's not, if it's not going to be Brad Maddox, or I don't know, maybe even a possible JTG appearance, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> bring Shad back, too. Huh? Yeah, bring Shad back, it's crime time. But, um, in all seriousness, no, in all seriousness, no, um, I'm going to have to go with, uh, I don't know, Seamus and Big Show seem like the most likely people. Um... I don't know. I'm going to have to go with maybe Big Show. Yeah, I guess Big Show makes the most sense, but I think Shane would also be good too. So I don't know. I guess I'll have to go with Big Show because honestly, I couldn't care less who wins. I think it'd be nice, a nice little boost for whoever wins, like The Miz or, or Rusev. If Rusev. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that real quick. I forgot about that. Cody Rhodes and Goldust. Obviously, if they're not going to be in the matchup, if they're not going to be in the tag team title matchup, there has to be a reason why they're both in this matchup together. And I don't want to see Cody Rhodes eliminate Goldust or the other way around. We saw that at the Royal Rumble. We don't need to see it again here. We need to see the progression of wanting them winning. Probably Cody Rhodes. I, yeah. I want to see Goldust winning. And then it coming out of the two of them and then Cody Rhodes going over or whatever. Do you see that happening, RJ? I feel like Cody Rhodes does... He is another dark horse that could possibly win. Yeah. Do I feel like if it's... Like, this whole thing's going to mean something... Like, it'd be perfect if he actually won because he's, like, younger. Yep. He could use, like, the WrestleMania, like, the spotlight that he could get if he wins it. And, like, even if he, like, it just comes down to him and Big Show and he somehow slays Andre the Giant of this time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He could bump his career up and start maybe making that push towards where, like, guys like Randy Orton did in their day. And eliminates the same man that beat him at WrestleMania two years ago, too. Yep. They wouldn't reference that, but I think it'd be a cool touch, though. Do you see Jeff... Um, what are we even talking about here? Cody, Cody Rhodes and Goldust. So do you see that? Do you see the mask coming down to those two? At yeah, all? actually, I was gonna say like <coughs> the next two guys. Uh, actually, no, never mind. But um, yeah, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, um, definitely. Do you think the ma- do you think they will be involved in an angle and somehow on the show? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, in the, in the there has to be a thirty man match. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Mike? Do you see the match coming down to Cody Rhodes and Goldust at all? Do you see them being involved in any any some sort of uh, important angle or something memorable? I really hope so. I mean, I've seen you tweet about it before. We talked about it before. I know how much it angers you that they're relegated to this battle royal. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I just don't understand, and it's kind of frustrating. I'm on, I'm on your side on this. Why, if you, if they're going to do something memorable, like a feud between them two, why wouldn't you have it at WrestleMania and have it be a big moment? Um, exactly. You know, for the Rhodes family. So that makes me feel like they're not going to do something, even though I would like to see it. Uh, maybe SummerSlam is my only other, you know. Yeah, that's when Goldust's uh, contract expires, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, maybe they have something where they build up to SummerSlam, which would be cool. I do think, you know, if I had to bet on it, I would say that either there you would have some sort of program together. Mm-hmm. I just think they dropped the ball, and I think that they once they lost the tag titles, they... Uh, they should have um, feuded together, but and they teased it at the Royal Rumble, like exactly. Both the gold dust, mm-hmm. but had to, so it had to have been at least an idea in creative. I'm, I wonder what happened, but uh, I definitely think that you know something will happen between them. I would hope so. Otherwise, putting them in this matchup was completely meaningless. So, in terms of the winner, I'm going to stray away from my other prediction. I'm going to have to go with Alexander Rusev. 
I think he's going to come in there and win it. He's going to be the dark horse, and no one expects it. He hasn't been announced yet. <clears throat> not saying I want to see him win it, but I do. <laughs> RJ is not happy about my pick here. But I'm going to have to go with Alexander Rusev. But for one of the spots, I've got probably RVD. But you can't tell me that if we heard this at WrestleMania, this would not be an awesome entrant for WrestleMania. <laughs> Tell me if we heard Scott Steiner's music at WrestleMania. No one knew who he was. That's the thing, though. They mentioned him last night on Raw in that video package, and he was on WWE Countdown. They're slowly starting to mention Scott Steiner more. I'm like, come on, mention Scott Steiner. Bring this guy back. Yeah, like I Bring said, out the ambulance. I don't think anyone that's fans <laughs> no. recently would know who Scott Steiner is. No, absolutely not. But, I mean, if, if they're going to bring him back in any sort of role, I think it should be in this matchup. You know what I mean? I think it'd be cool just to do just uh, one move or yeah, something. Yeah, to I just eliminate Rusev. I mean. That's all I want <laughs> yeah. in the match. But anyway, I got Rusev for that match. I can't so. even believe you said that. <laughs> I'm like... I'm sorry. The door is open, so you can leave if now. If <laughs> the WrestleMania card comes out the way that yep. Graham's been going, I'd literally cry. Not saying I want to have Tamina, Snuka, and Rusev. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. The undercard as it is, if you really think about it, we really have no stories in the undercard. It's yeah, but all they usually the don't anyway. No, but they usually have a few singles matches. Like this year, we only have this. We have... The multi-man... We have every undercard matchup on the show is multi-man. Every single one. Tag yeah. title, battle royale... Yeah, but I feel like because like, the more the upper matches are more singles because like, they actually mean something. Like, the Eddie Guerrero-Ray Mysterio match was good, but like didn't really have like a big feud to go. Yeah, but it was a good match. But, like this, they, like this you said, like Cody right? Rhodes vs. Big Show, like, that wasn't a big match. But that yeah, was, but it's like, for the IC title. What, it's what, better than this. What's that? <laughs> Who holds that? I don't know. What, is that a title? <laughs> yeah, that white thing. What is that thing? Seriously. We got less than 20 minutes left, so we'll just go through uh, the next few matches uh, a little bit quicker. But um, next matchup, I completely forgot about this. Um, we have Shield versus Kane and the Middle Age Outlaws on the show. Six man tag team match. RJ, your pick. Shield. <laughs> shield? RJ, uh, uh, absolutely, Jeff. Shield. Absolutely. Mike, who's your pick? Um. For the Shield match, uh, I got the Shield. I mean, there's no reason to have uh, Kane and the New Age Outlaws win at all. So I think uh, I actually I like the, the uh, new. I, I want to know how you guys feel about it too. Like the new face Shield. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about it? I like I like the new face Shield. I feel like it's gonna eventually. Eventually, they're gonna break up, and then someone's gonna be. I feel like Dean Ambrose out of all of them is gonna be the heel. So I feel yeah. like he's good on the mic. It's a great heel. I feel like they're starting to really, like, since now they're the baby face, like, Seth Rollins is getting bigger spots. Roman Reigns has got, like, the Superman punch spear, which gets the crowd going. And Dean Ambrose kind of, I kind of feel like he's going out of the tubes a little bit. But yeah. I feel like since they've become baby face, Rollins and Reigns have really gotten over with the crowd. They have the spots that really get the crowd going and get a nice, like, energetic match going. And they can, like, Absolutely. spark a fire when the Raw's starting to get a little dull. Yeah, exactly. The Shield has been the single best thing in WWE since their debut in November of 2012. I think turning them face was awesome. I've been wanting to see them turn face since the summer because um, <clears throat> I wanted to see them face against the heel Wyatt family at WrestleMania. Of course, we got that Elimination Chamber instead one month early, but even still, I love the idea of a face shield. We talked about this a little more last week, but um, I'm okay with them facing Kane and the New Age Outlaws at WrestleMania if only they win, if they lose, and it's pointless and it's stupid. Um, someone suggested to me maybe we get interference or maybe this is the cause of the, uh, the split of the shield. Um, dissension between the shield causes them to lose here, 
and they split up the next night. That's like all around bad. That's like first of all, you have them win. You have the forty year olds win this match, and then you have <clears throat> then you have the Shield split up. That's like terrible booking. The only way I would want the New Age Outlaws and Kane to win if they did have like an interruption, like maybe Triple H come out since like yeah. they haven't really been going. But they like kind of branched away from the authority the last couple months. So he like, comes out, makes a spot. Like someone gets distracted, schoolboy, they win. Yeah. Later comes out, Triple H about to beat Daniel Bryan. Shield hits music hits. They he loses. Then they get behind the authority. Like you didn't want Daniel Bryan to win. He wins. Eventually goes on wins a title. Yep. Then it gets the Shield versus the Evolution's angle that we were talking about earlier at yep. Extreme Rules, exactly. which would be a sick match. Absolutely. And I would just. Oh, I would. That'd be sick. That. But that'd be the only reason I would want New Age Outlaws and Kane to win. Yeah. I think it's great that the, that the Shield are now faced, if only because it keeps them together for another few months. Now they can have a bigger match at WrestleMania, because with all these other big matches at WrestleMania, with the um, <clears throat> with the four top-tire matches, this matchup would feel like the legacy triple threat from a couple years ago at WrestleMania, you know, when that should have felt like a bigger deal. So hopefully we get this matchup on SummerSlam higher on the card. But um, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. In terms of the matchup itself... I think it could be a good match. It could be a good match. I don't think the New Age Outlaws are all that bad in the ring. They're pretty they competent in the ring. They can take some pretty good bumps. Yeah, and Kane's good in the ring too. He's not yeah. terrible. I mean, <clears throat> well, he's a lot of shape, but of course, I yeah. feel like this. Like I feel like this should be right before like the four main matches start because that could get the crowd going yeah. at the end of the match. Have them start doing the big spots, flip over the ropes, spear, Superman punch, get the crowd started going. Then they start hitting them with the main event matches, and the crowd would already be like. Ready for these matches, and I'm just, I just can't wait to go. But I'm just like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'm just ready, but I think that's what they should do. But yeah, like I said before, um, with the Shield or uh, with WrestleMania last year, they kicked off WrestleMania last year and emerged victorious against Randy Orton, Sheamus, and the Big Show. And I could very well see them doing the same thing this year, WrestleMania, with the Shield kicking off the show against the New Age Outlaws and Kane. So Jeff, you said the Shield, correct? Correct. So you got the Shield, RJ, shield. you got the Shield. Mike, what's your prediction for this six-man the tag team match? Mike. The shield. Shield. Yeah, I've got the shield as well. I see no reason why the authority should win this matchup. So I got shield. <clears throat> now time for the main event matches on the show. First up, The Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. We really don't need to go on how disappointing this match has been up to this point because we already talked about that before. But, RJ, your prediction? I want to say Lesnar, but I'm going to say Undertaker. Undertaker, because last week you said Brock Lesnar. Last week I said Brock Lesnar, but I feel like it's going to be Undertaker. I feel like there's no need... To break the streak with someone that has no credibility at all. And will be gone the next day. Exactly, anyway. and his contract's pretty much... I think it's up after WrestleMania. Oh, they, next year's WrestleMania. Ne- but still, but... Yeah. Um, if they're going to break the streak, they're going to do what Shawn Michaels or Triple H. Yeah. So I'm going to say Undertaker just makes sense. And Jeff said it perfectly last week. It's not about Brock Lesnar winning. It's about The Undertaker losing. That's all people will remember, you know? So, Jeff, your prediction. Uh, you know, I th- you know, you obviously think it's going to be Undertaker, but like... Uh, what's the, what's the streak at now? 20? 20, 22. 20, 20, 21 would be going now. on to 22, yeah. I mean, that's just... I feel like it's time. I feel like it's time. Really? You think Brock like, Lesnar should be the guy? The storyline's so bad behind yeah, it. It's, like, it's I really don't see bad. how Lesnar could win, so... Yeah. Uh, I'd say Undertaker. Undertaker? Yeah. Okay. I think it's going to be a good match regardless. I think it's going to be better than expected, and they do have the potential to, do, to have a good matchup, but just the build thus far has really made a lot of people less excited for this matchup than they were about a month ago when this whole thing started. So, uh... Mike, your prediction for this Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar matchup at WrestleMania? 
Well, we uh, we forgot to talk about before. I didn't. I forgot to mention it before. But um, you mentioned after, you know Undertaker was talking about like swimming or whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah. he also he also mentioned uh, which I thought was interesting. Uh, he said, "quote unquote," the, the streak will end. Or he yeah. said, "like the streak will end eventually," or something like that. Um, which I found really interesting because I never. I, I always thought that they was they, he would retire. You know, twenty three and 24 and or whatever it is. Um, so it's interesting that they hadn't said that unless he, you know, just kind of went off script and mistakenly said that. Yeah. Um, I don't think that the streak is going to end to a part-timer like Brock Lesnar who, uh, you know, he's not there all the time. And it, I, to be honest, I, the Brock Lesnar doesn't need a streak win. You know, mm-hmm. he's Brock Lesnar. He's, yeah. he's a beast. He's a monster. He, I don't think he needs to beat the streak. Um, I think, you know, I mean, at the same time, though, John Cena doesn't need to beat the streak, and everyone thinks like he's going to be the one to do it. Uh, so, I don't see Brock Lesnar being the streak. I think, you know, I would love like a like a Bray Wyatt or a Roman Reigns to beat the streak in like two years. Yep. Um, you know, have have him have him face Sting next. I mean, it's a whole different discussion, but have him face Sting next year, get that nostalgic match or whatever. Um, and then I think it's in Dallas, his home state, the year after retire. Maybe have a retirement match and have uh, you know Bray Wyatt or Roman Reigns go over him. But um, yeah, definitely, under, I got Undertaker, hundred percent. Personally, I don't think the streak should ever end at WrestleMania. I think it should continue on forever. That's the beauty of it. That's, that's I what makes- totally, totally agree. Yeah, like you said, the comment that he mentioned last night made it more interesting in the sense that it might end, and why would they say that if it wasn't going to? But <clears throat> I don't know. I think I, I thought that was interesting as well, and I don't think it should ever end, regardless of whether it's John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, whoever it may be. But um, him versus Wyatt, I think two years from now they should do Next year they should do Sting. The year after they should do Cena. Just end it at 24-0, whatever, whenever it would be by then. But um, just one quick go-around real quick. I've got Undertaker as well, so 4-0 for Undertaker, or 22-0. But RJ, just we'll go through one quick yes and no. Do you see Sting appearing at WrestleMania in the Undertaker matchup? Do you see him appearing on Raw, or do you not see him appearing at all? I feel like, I feel like he's going to appear at Raw, but I feel like it would be even better if he came out at WrestleMania. Jeff, do you see a, a Sting appearance happening at WrestleMania at all? No. No? So you got a yes? I hope he does, but I, if he doesn't appear on Raw, he's going to be on... I mean, it is not, if he's not at WrestleMania, he'll be at Raw. Yeah. But I hope it's at WrestleMania. I feel like it would mean more. Yeah, especially because you'll be there, too. So I'll be there, too, but still. <laughs> you selfish bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Brock Lesnar was the same exact way. I thought he would be at, uh, would be at WrestleMania, <clears throat> and he wasn't. He was on the next night's Raw two years ago, which was awesome. But um, even still, uh, Mike, do you see Sting appearing in the Undertaker match at WrestleMania? Do you see him appearing the next night on Raw, if not at WrestleMania, or do you not see him? Do you not see him appearing at all? Um, if I had to put money on it, I'd probably have him not appear at all. Mm-hmm. But it would be really cool if you know Undertaker. Undertaker wins and the lights go out and he does his whole thing. It says you know twenty-two and zero on the board and everything like that and. That goes on for about a minute or two, and then all of a sudden, like the lights go out, and then Sting comes out from the rafters, and they have like a face-off or something like that. It would be just awesome, I think. But I don't think that would happen. Um, so I would have to say I don't think it's going to happen. And points to bad at the WrestleMania sign. We've been talking about that for weeks now. That'd be an epic sight. 
Um, it'd be a good way of protecting Brock Lesnar if Sting came out and beat up Brock Lesnar, thus allowing Undertaker to pick up the victory. It protects Brock Lesnar. It says it allows Sting to say, "Hey, I helped you beat the, uh, the I helped you beat the, the beast. beast. Now give me a match in next year's WrestleMania." And you build that up with one year span between the both of them. And Sting, I guess, was quoted in saying, or this was reported. I don't know if it's for sure or not. <clears throat> in that, if he's going to come to WWE, he only work, wants to work one match, and it's against the Undertaker. So I'm not surprised at that, in the least. And uh, if that match is going to go down, it has to happen at WrestleMania. So WrestleMania 31 it is, especially because they will be in home, uh, the home state of Sting next year at WrestleMania, inducting the Hall of Fame, get that over with, and just move on from there. So I think Sting will appear on Monday Night Raw, not at WrestleMania, but at Monday Night Raw. Now I'm thinking <coughs> of it. I don't think you'll see him at Raw because I don't think Undertaker will be on Raw. Well, he might be. He was there last year. He was there the night after last year. I don't know. Yeah. Remember when the, when the Shield came out? The Shield interrupted him? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I don't know. I hope it's at WrestleMania. I think that would be sick. I, yeah. I like your idea, actually, him come out beat Lesnar because it makes him credible. It makes sense. That he, like, doesn't win. Like, he beats Lesnar, but Lesnar, like, kind of got got beat up. So, like, yeah. it's kind of like a dirty win. Exactly. But like you said, beats the, helps him beat the Beast. Next year, give me a shot at WrestleMania. Points the bat at the end. Like, like you said, do the same spot. Like, he, like, does a thing, but Sting's already out there and just... He's like up at the, the stop of the stage Say and no points more. the bat. Yeah, and no word spoken. That's it. But. Beautiful booking. 101 right there. Now, of course, for our top three matches with the few minutes that we have left, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt, I think we can all agree, is the highlight of our... Nah, I wouldn't say the highlight. With the WWE World Heavyweight Championship matchup, it's debatable. But I think RJ is going to argue that it is the sole highlight of WrestleMania. So, RJ, your prediction for John Cena versus Husky Harris, a.k.a. the <laughs> Don't renowned... Don't say Husky Harris. Bray Wyatt. But I'm say, I think this match, out of all the matches, has got the best advertising, has had the best promos, the best build-up. It's been built up since the Royal Rumble when, when uh, Bray Wyatt screwed him at the Royal Rumble and at Elimination Chamber. And I feel like it's got the best build. It's going to be like, I feel like it should be like a thing like Bray Wyatt is the new guy, seen as the old veteran, stepping stone for Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt comes out. He might not win clean, but I hope he does. Mm-hmm. Might win by distraction, beat Cena, cements his legacy, kind of like the Eddie Guerrero Benoit thing. Go on for the next five, ten years. Hopefully, he doesn't die somehow. <laughs> but I feel like him and Dana Bryan are going to be like the next top heel, babyface. Yep. So why not get him over at the biggest WrestleMania in the past? WrestleMania 30, get him over, get, send him off to the next generation of wrestling. I don't think a loss to Bray Wyatt would destroy him, but I think it would be that much better had he won at WrestleMania because he's been built up so great in the last month or yeah, so. Yeah, you know? even if Wyatt does lose and has a great match scene, it obviously doesn't break his credibility. Yeah. But it's still like, that would be like saying if Batista lost to Triple H at WrestleMania 21, would that break his credibility? Like, he had a good match but didn't win the title. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like Bray Wyatt, like, Batista needed to win. John Cena needed to beat JBL. Yeah. Bray Wyatt needs to beat John Cena. And John Cena should see it in the way that triple, guys like Triple H and JBL, who were veterans at that time, that yep. I'm not going to be here forever. It's time for me to pass the torch to other guys. And I feel like Cena would feel like he's not the guy that, like, not the Triple H that he'll bury someone. I feel like he's, like, seeing that his career is starting to come to an end. He's getting older. Like, he has the Nikki Bell on the side. Like, maybe yep. eventually move on for a family. Get Bray Wyatt over, a young kid, and then just pass on to him. So I'm saying Bray Wyatt. 
especially with it being WrestleMania 30 when they're starting to develop all this new talent and you have Daniel Bryan go over on the same show as Bray Wyatt just kind of ushering in the new youth era of the WWE so I would love to see that as well and I'll get to my prediction in just a moment but Jeff your prediction for John Cena versus Bray Wyatt uh, I actually see John Cena winning this one okay. uh, the turn on Raw last night where John just kind of went crazy just definitely <clears throat> sold me right there because the whole time it was Bray Wyatt was uh, scaring the living crap yep. out of uh, John but now John uh, got the upper hand last night so I definitely see John Cena winning this one the build for John Cena versus Bray Wyatt, in my mind, has been very similar to that of him versus The Miz. And I know that match wasn't great, of course, but the build leading up to it, The Miz destroyed John Cena, and got John Cena got one over The Miz on the Raw before WrestleMania. Okay, and that's been the exact same way for John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. So I really, really hope that Bray Wyatt ultimately goes over on Sunday, and I'll get to my prediction in a minute. But, Mike, your prediction for Cena versus Wyatt on Sunday. Oh, boy. Um... I have Cena versus Wyatt. Um, I agree with you guys that it has been, uh, I think RJ said it's definitely been the most, I don't know if it's been the best well-built feud because I'm really looking forward to Triple H and Daniel Bryan. That's been going on since SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. But um, I think promo work has been incredible. The Eminem song um, to go along with it, it's really cool. All that stuff. Um, I think, you know, both both of their promos have been amazing. But um, I'm... I'm going to go with John Cena only because he hasn't won since Survivor Series and, and it's WrestleMania. So for him to lose, you know, four straight pay-per-views and, and WrestleMania alone is, is shocking. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a situation where, like, like the match he had against Cesaro back on Raw like a month ago where, you know, Cesaro looked really, really strong in defeat. Um, you know, something like that. I do agree. You know, I want to see Bray Wyatt win. I think he should win. But... In my mind, people are only going to remember the WrestleMania match. It doesn't matter if they have a rematch next night on Raw, the next pay-per-view, the next night's dark match, the next week on WWE Superstars. It doesn't matter. People are going to remember that John Cena went over at WrestleMania. So if they're only going to remember that one match... And even if Bray Wyatt loses to Cena at um, Extreme Rules, I still very well think that only people will remember this matchup um, at WrestleMania. So I think Bray Wyatt should very well win here. I don't think it would destroy him if he loses here. But um, for me personally, I'm going to have to go with John Cena. I think they're going to have him lose. I think they're going to have Bray Wyatt lose his first singles match. Um, no, actually, I don't know. It's really It could really go either way. I think this is the most unpredictable, ma- unpredictable match on the card because they could easily have Bray Wyatt lose his first singles match at, on the grandest stage of them all, which is a huge feat, of course. But I could also see Bray Wyatt winning in the sense that if you have if you look at it this way, the top mania matches, we have four of them slash three of them if the same person goes over in the Daniel Bryan Triple H match in the main event. I think if you have the Undertaker go over, a babyface, you have Daniel Bryan go over twice, a babyface, you don't really need John Cena to go over. So I guess with that in mind, I'll go with Bray Wyatt. Up until a month ago, I thought John Cena was going over for sure. I've always wanted Bray Wyatt to win, but I always thought John Cena was going over. But as of this Monday, after what happened this weekend, Raw, I'm going to have to go with Bray Wyatt. Now time for the two final matches, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H in the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match, Triple Threat. Batista versus Randy Orton versus the winner of the Bryan versus Triple H matchup. The most well-built storyline since SummerSlam in the last six, eight months. 
This is the focal point of WWE television. Will Daniel Bryan finally get his due? Will the Yes Movement come full circle at WrestleMania when he wins the WWE World Heavyweight Championship? RJ, you got the mic. I think Daniel Bryan will win. If he doesn't, Triple H will be the biggest troll ever. Because that would just that would just kill Daniel Bryan if he lost to Triple H. Because then all him getting screwed and all that time, it wouldn't matter because I'd be like, he can't do anything about it. So Daniel Bryan has to win. So I'm going to say Daniel Bryan. And a lot of people are saying, uh, I don't know. I could see Batista going over here just to swerve us and then continuing the Daniel Bryan chase. But if you really think about it, what better place is there to put the title on Bryan than at WrestleMania? You know what I mean? And I feel like Batista's already had his WrestleMania moment. He's 40-something years old. No one cares anymore. He had his WrestleMania at 21 when he was a young star. He got the strap. It's time for the WWE to make a smart decision and give it to Daniel Bryan and let him run with it. He could still have a feud with Daniel Bryan yeah. post-WrestleMania. We've seen Bryan versus Orton God knows how many times. So put Orton in some other role. I don't know. But you do Bryan versus Batista going into Extreme Rules and the subsequent pay-per-views. And that's fine. But I don't think Bryan should be kept in chase mode after WrestleMania. If only because WrestleMania is the place to execute it. And if he wins the title at Extreme Rules, it wouldn't mean as much because yeah. this is WrestleMania. And have the have WrestleMania 30 go off the air with the giant yes movement, and you'll be there in attendance. So you'll know you'll you'll know from firsthand experience. Um, WrestleMania 10 ends with Shawn Michaels winning his, or I'm sorry, Bret Hart winning the WWE Championship. WrestleMania 20 with Chris Benoit. Who also pulled double duty. What was that? Oh yeah, Bret Hart exactly in the in the opening match. And I don't think Daniel Bryan versus Triple H will open the show. Someone asked me that. I don't see it happening. I don't see Triple H. Being in the opening slide on WrestleMania. But um, WrestleMania 10, Bret Hart winning the WWE title. WrestleMania 20, Chris Benoit with the World Heavyweight Championship. And WrestleMania Eddie 30. What? And Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie Guerrero as well, yes. And uh, WrestleMania 30, of course, with Daniel Bryan winning the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So I'll get to my prediction in just a second. That was basically it. But Jeff, your thoughts on Bryan versus Triple H and the winner of that match going on in the Triple Threat? Um, obviously, Bryan, I see, winning uh, both the match against Triple H. But. Okay. Um, like you were saying a couple weeks ago, evolution, evolution could is come, a mystery. Could come back uh, for that for that title match. So yeah. I don't know that 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 final match. I don't know the triple threat match, yeah. the supposed triple threat match. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'll get to that in just a second. So Mike, what's your prediction for both matches on the show? Um, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. Uh, Daniel Bryan ha- um, with RJ has to win. Mm-hmm. They're they're idiots if he doesn't win. Um, it would, like you yeah, like said, Triple H would be the biggest troll of the internet wrestling community ever. I think the internet would explode if Triple H won. Um, and then if you want to, although I don't think the Daniel Bryan Triple H finish, I don't think it's going to be 100% clean mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I, I could just see some sort of fluky finish um, where Daniel Bryan wins. Um, maybe I'm like a, I, I don't even know, just something. You know, Triple H gets distracted or something like that. Stephanie, um, maybe. And then, what's that? Maybe Stephanie distracts Triple H and Dana Bryan gets the pin. I could see that. Yeah, maybe like the yeah something, just something. Um, I don't think it's just going to be a hundred percent clean. And then um, I see Dana Bryan going on to the triple threat match, and I, I hope, hope, hope he wins. Um, I think it really. Depends on where. If that match goes on last, I think there's 100% no doubt that he wins. Um, to give you that feel good, you know, we haven't had a feel good moment on a pay per view since SummerSlam. Survivor. No, not even SummerSlam. SummerSlam, right? Survivor Series. I don't. I don't even know. It's all been, you know, 
weird finishes and just bad endings of pay-per-views. Um, so I don't think they should drop. I don't think they're going to drop the ball here. I think if it goes on last, Daniel Bryan Hungerson is going to win. Um, and I agree with you. Some people say that you know Batista, you know he was guaranteed the title when he signed and stuff like that. They can give him the title at SummerSlam. Let mm-hmm. Bryan have his time. Yeah, when his movie um, comes out, yeah. Yeah, let him, you know, let Brian have his time, and they can always uh, do a Batista-Brian feud, which would be fresh for the summer or whatever. Um, But I think, you know, Brian wins twice, hopefully. I think the lineup of the matches is ass-backwards in the sense that he's been feuding with Triple H obviously far longer than he's been feuding with Randy Orton and, of course, Batista. So you would think that he would have to go through Orton and Batista first before he gets to Triple H in the main event, you know, because that's the big focal point. So... Like, with what you guys were saying with Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, first, I don't think it will open up the show. I think it's going to be in, like, the middle of the card or whatever. And Daniel Bryan will probably win. I don't... Someone told me, like, the friend that was texting me before, John, who will be on next week's show, by the way, will be reviewing WrestleMania. We'll have him We'll have him on for a discussion. Um, he was saying that maybe the match between Triple H and uh, Daniel Bryan goes to a no contest. Now, I don't see that happening because it's WrestleMania, so that'd be very odd. And then both are inserted into the matchup. But I see Daniel Bryan winning via maybe a roll-up. I don't see him tapping out Triple H or pinning him or, or whatever. Because that comes in the main event. And then maybe he injures tri- or maybe Triple H injures Daniel Bryan and both are inserted into the matchup. I think Triple H... I wasn't too sure about this up until Raw. But you have to insert Triple H into the main event. And he pins Triple H or maybe even Orton to win the championship. I think Triple H has to be in that main event because the whole story revolves around Bryan and Triple H. You know, well, so. uh, that goes back to that kind of goes back to me talking about. I don't think the Triple H uh, Daniel Bryan finish is going to be clean. Exactly, and I think I think that Triple H is going to do something like you know. Um, I don't think it's going to go to no contest. I think Bryan will win, but yeah. you know there'll be some fluky finish where Triple H will insert himself uh, into the final, you know, the main event and uh, make it like a fatal four, which I think would be pretty cool. You know, basically have evolution against Daniel Bryan, um, and then hopefully Bryan goes over. Yeah, it wouldn't be one giant handicap match because they have been building tension between the Evolution members in recent and weeks. And Batista so. is like very against Rene Orton. Like yeah, Batista can, hates Orton. Batista. Well, I can also saying, see like if they did add Triple H, like Rene or Batista, like one of them gets knocked, like they beat the shit out of Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he gets thrown through the announce table. They do this a lot. They throw yeah, him through exactly. the announce table. These other guys fight. Batista gets RKO'd, he's out, Sh- turns around, Triple H pedigrees him, right when he gets up, gets the knee from Dana Bryan yep. to the head, pins him, WrestleMania over, Dana Bryan beats Evolution, more importantly, pins Triple H, yep. credibility, story complete. WWE World Heavyweight Champion, exactly. that's WrestleMania in a nutshell. There you go, I would love to see, um, I don't, wouldn't love to see this, but I could also see this being a possibility, and this is something that you would see on Raw, so I hope it doesn't happen. But um, you have Triple H go over in the Daniel Bryan matchup via Dirty Tactics. He cheats or something to win via Stephanie. And then after all these lines of Triple H saying, I'm the most powerful man in the WWE, I'm, I'm the almighty, uh, I'm God almighty in the WWE, Vince McMahon returns and oh. says, no, you're not. Uh, we'll make this match a fatal four-way in the I main event. I can see that too. I, you know I, mean? that'd be sick. I can see that happening, but I don't know. It just feels like something you'd see on Raw, like with The Rock and remember the the, the Cena Miz match from WrestleMania 27. It was a double countout. Rock comes out like, oh no, that's uh, the Mania match must continue. No disqualification. That feels like something I'd see on Raw. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it I can also, sense, I can also but... see that if like Triple H does take the dirty low weight yeah. he's supposed to be this big almighty, he'd be like, Hunter, like you're supposed to be the best ever. Yeah, how can you beat this? B-plus player yep. using dirty tactics. Daniel Bryan's in the match. 
Yeah. And then pins in there. If Daniel Bryan's not in the main event at all, I, I feel like this mania would be an absolute disaster. They're stupid. They're, they have to go off the show. The crowd the might get up and leave. Daniel Bryan <laughs> they doesn't would. They, I, I'm pretty sure they would. Um, they, they're definitely going to go off the show with a massive yes chant. So, RJ, you've got Daniel Bryan? i got Daniel Bryan. You've got Daniel Bryan too, uh-huh. Jeff? Um, you've got Daniel Bryan as well, Mike? Yep. And I've got Daniel Bryan as well. So that's 4-0 for Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And that is WrestleMania in a nutshell, folks. On paper, it looks like it'd be a very good WrestleMania. The best WrestleMania ever? Probably not because the undercard has been thrown together in the last two weeks or so. But it still looks like it could be a good show and definitely the main event will deliver. So I look forward to that. Um, definitely better than WrestleMania 29. I think we can all agree on that. And 27. And 27 and Which is the worst WrestleMania ever. <laughs> so everyone yeah. now, do never never watch WrestleMania 27 because <laughs> it's literally the worst WrestleMania ever. If it comes up on the WWE Network, just Don't watch it. it. Yes. Unsubscribe from the WWE Network once that match comes up. And do that homework. Show. That's a homework baby right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, RJ, you will be at WrestleMania yep. this Sunday. So your final expectations for WrestleMania this Sunday? I'm just expecting yes and Bray yep. Wyatt. That's all I'm expecting. Absolutely, so great matches. I don't care. Like if it really <laughs> comes down to guys lose that I kind of want to win. Yeah. If they're all good matches, I'm not going to complain because. Yep. It's WrestleMania. It's once in a lifetime. I can't wait. So I just want to see good wrestling, pretty much. So if you're in New Orleans for WrestleMania 30 this Sunday, make sure to have a great time. You, you might see RJ there wearing his Daniel Bryan Yes shirt and the sea of Daniel Bryan fans. Al- unless there's a new Bray Wyatt shirt, then yeah. I'll be wearing that. <laughs> they very well might have one. You never know. John Cena always debuts a new shirt at WrestleMania. So with all that being said, guys, that has been the WrestleMania 30 pre-show. Thanks for joining us, folks. It's been a fun time. Uh, before we go off the air, RJ, would you like to plug your Twitter, Facebook blog, anything before we go off the air? Uh, Jeff, you as well? I have not much to say about Jeff. Uh, it's at JeffStone1 again. And uh, shout out to myself tonight. You Sounds know, good. Good show. Good show, guys. Sounds good. Shout out. I think well-deserved, sir. Well-deserved. Give a shout out to uh, Shannon Martin, John Keane, and Dirk DiVincenzo. Go shout out there. Sounds good. We are only five days away from WrestleMania 30. Very much looking forward to it. The road to WrestleMania culminates this Sunday with WWE WrestleMania 30. We will be back here next Tuesday night at the regular time of 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 Central Time, to review WrestleMania 30 and better yet, the Raw after WrestleMania. Going to be the most epic Raw ever. Make sure to tune in then. I am Graham GSM Matthews, and we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us, folks. Enjoy WrestleMania 30. We'll see you next Tuesday night. Boop, <laughs> boop,